Ruthless Talk community, happy Thursday and good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli. I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 25 of Ruthless Talk. We have officially shifted our focus from WWE and WrestleMania, and now we are on to AEW and the build towards AEW Revolution. And I use the term build very, very loosely <laughs> right. with, with that comment. So, but before yeah. we get into AEW, and there is a lot to go <clears throat> over, and I mean a lot and not in a good way, but there is a lot to talk about. Um, I do want to mention uh WWE NXT, and I and I know we've been doing this now for the past couple of weeks that there is some interesting stuff going on uh with WWE NXT. I mean, of course, you have um, there's some stuff going on with schism, the whole schism faction, which seems pretty interesting. And, 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 uh, and, uh, chase university, um, you have obviously Braun breaker, your NXT champion going after Jinder Mahal, um, and his cronies. And then you have, um, what else is there pretty much? Oh, die Jack die Jack and a new feud going on with Tony D'Angelo and like something about a gel a jailhouse match or something like that. Um, hmm. There was a promo right. cut by Dijak. Dijak, it's like, it's crazy. It's like you were, this guy not too long ago was a part of freaking, uh, uh, what was that faction even called? Uh, God, I can't think, I don't know, T-Bar and whatever. Yeah, was, I can't yeah, think of what that car. T-Bar. It was, yeah, oh, what was, yeah. That That's how irrelevant it is, guys. We can't yeah, yeah. remember what the faction even was. But like now he's back to his, not his, you know, Dijakovic gimmick like he was, but something that's a little bit, the same but also different cutting a a really good promo as well kind of uh you know issuing the challenge over to tony d'angelo but then you also have honestly what's been the the hottest take or the hottest feud uh in this uh in this company or in nxt and that is between gg dolan and jc jade with toxic attraction that has been honestly the hottest the hottest feud at least from my point of view and i'm sure from a lot of other people's point of view uh what that what's getting people talking um, and there is Brian, uh, I know we mentioned this before we got on, before we started recording, before we got on the air about, uh, a weekly, uh, pay-per-view event. You guys know how W or WWE and AEW, they like to do those weekly type of pay-per-view events, you know, to try to get a quick ratings grab, you know, cause forget just to build towards an actual pay-per-view. Let's just, you know, cause <laughs> we can't get creative. Let's just put a little mini pay-per-view series on, you know what I'm saying? Because why not? So it's called NXT roadblock and gg dolan and jc jade um are a part of that card and brian I, like i said i mentioned this to you beforehand and i was like this seems very very rushed and very very just way too soon because mm -hmm. i've actually been enjoying um and i know a lot of fans are um you know not just from my point of view but from other fans you know who are fans of nxt are are enjoying what's of what's taking place between Gigi Dolan and JC Jade. Sure. And it just seems like this already this final battle, this final stage is like just being rushed way too soon. You know, I mean, you have they do pay-per-views that's called NXT Takeover. You you would think that that would lead to it, but no, they decided to I want to say at least what this it feels like kind of rushing into this weekly pay-per-view event called NXT Roadblock, which is just very weird and very interesting to me, but uh, uh, before I get to your thoughts, Brian, about that, uh, Gigi Dolan cut a promo, uh, this past Tuesday, and it was actually very, very well done. Uh, very, very well-spoken, very believable. 
um, very just to the heart. And uh, this was, and I quote, you know, she's coming down to the ring. Um, you know, she's like, listen, I'm going to keep this short because unlike JC, I don't love the sound of my own voice trending on and on and on and on. She's still holding like the little rose with like the black pebbles on the rose and stuff like that. Like the whole shtick that she did with toxic attraction. Um, you know, she states that like, you know, her life has, her life changed three weeks ago when JC Jade made, um, that altering, uh, turn on her in the bit in the Bailey, uh, ding dong hello show that just altered that uh relationship with jc and gg um and again just a really tremendous promo just very well spoken and everything um and now she's like now she realizes who she truly is you know she's like i've always just been happy to just survive you know and she talks and she goes into a really heartful conversation about her mother and how her mother used her as a punching bag growing up as a kid um, and she starts to get emotional and how like, you know, her and and her brother tried to escape through like professional <clears throat> wrestling and how she became a professional wrestling fan. And it was really, again, very well spoken and very believable. Um, and again, just a very emotional uh, setting. Um, and, you know, and she ends it off with, you know, at NXT Roadblock, I put the final nail in the coffin of toxic attraction. Again, just a very just you know if, if people weren't invested in gg dolan if you came across that promo i'm sure you are now because that was very 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 well done um but again this whole feud to me should continue to build going into wrestlemania weekend because i'm sure that they're going to do an nxt takeover at some oh, point yeah, for down sure. the road right and the fact that you're already doing this match in a weekly pay-per-view nxt just seems very odd to me brian like this is a feud at least the way that it's been building up deserves to be on that nxt takeover platform because and i'm sure they're gonna do it again but here's the thing we, <clears throat> i don't like the fact that we're just seeing rematches all the time you know what i mean it's right, like right. continue to build the story and then that way the match feels that much special because we haven't seen these two one-on-one -on -one in the ring now i know we've seen them in the triple threat with uh with Roxanne Perez and the, uh, what was it? Vengeance day. I want to, I, I want to mm. say it was called. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's that, but again, you know, just to waste this, this feud um, at a roadblock weekly show just seems odd to me. And maybe that's why they're doing it because like, you know, listen, they've, we've already put them out there against one another technically in the triple threat. So maybe it's no harm, no foul, but still to me, this is worth a takeover type of moment, at mm. least one-on-one. -on -one. So Brian, I now shift, uh, I shift this over to you, your thoughts about this toxic or the Gigi Dolan promo, at least from you know, the quotes that I've mentioned, your thoughts about this NXT roadblock little mini pay-per-view, I guess you want to call it. And your thoughts about Gigi Dolan and her promo, uh, like I just mentioned, uh, you know, reading quote unquote here. So your thoughts, man, take it away. So yeah, I'll, I'll take your word mostly for it. I haven't seen this week's episode. Um, but yeah, from what you said, yeah, it sounded, sounded good. Um, uh, yeah, as, as far as NXT, you know, that's kind of one of your, your bigger feuds there. And, you know, we only got a month left to, to Mania. Um, yeah, I, I think it may be a little rush. You could argue that. Uh, they could have easily, you know, drawn this story out for, for another month, you know, have some, you know, a couple more promos, you know, run-ins or something on, on each other's matches, things of that nature. Um, 
and it, it, it would have felt more special coming at a you know takeover at wrestlemania mm-hmm. but yeah i fully even if they they do have that takeover they'll they'll have another match and yeah i guess it'll you know since they're starting it now you know they'll have this match and then they'll you know what have a no dq match or a cage match or like a, some, type of, some type of stipulation yeah, yeah. maybe like so, if, like the only yeah like and that's probably what they're going to do. Like, so if they are going to do it again, which again, this is probably what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the only thing I can think of is like whoever wins the match, whoever loses this match, I should say, leaves NXT or something. So that way, like, you know, we need to end this. Like, this needs to end now. Like, I don't yeah. want to, after this match, like, I'm done with you. I don't want to see you again. Like, I want, like, loser of this match is done with NXT. Like, they're gone. Or yeah. you know, and, and, and that and that's a good way to to get somebody you know onto the main roster you know for the Raw or SmackDown after Mania you know sure. something like that sure. right yeah so that's the only thing maybe I can think of but still to just waste a match because like you know okay yeah it's gonna be like a no TQ or something like you mentioned but like what else would there be to see that we already haven't already seen with what we saw or what we're going to see with NXT Roadblock so that's the only really concern that I that I have with, with that situation, but yeah, um, I can understand that. Yeah, of course. But I mean, look again, everybody, at least from these two women and their standpoint have done a tremendous job mm-hmm. um, and what they've been and, and, they, and they've proven, and this is the thing about NXT and I'm going to end this um, as we go into AEW dynamite uh, real quickly. It's a shame because you see, Brian, we talk about this all the time about NXT and why lately, at least for the past several months, I haven't gotten into NXT because how many times have we seen an NXT call up, get called up onto the main roster, and they're just not given the time of day? I mean, how many times? And it's like, what is that? And and change their whole character, change their name, change everything about them. Exactly. It's like everything that made them so special in NXT, they just, they go in and change it in the snap (laughs) of a finger. And it's like, it's it just leaves everybody baffled like what like what's going on like what are we doing yeah that's just at least for me brian and i'll send this off to you and your thoughts about it of just what's kind of lost my love for nxt it's because like okay if they're not going to get developed and use their talents which they clearly have like Mm -hmm. they're they're showing you that there's talent that can be developed and they can blossom into maybe not larger than life, but a star in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's just it's a shame that you know NXT has just gotten to that point. But it's but it's 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 feuds like this that at least keep me invested in NXT. And trust me, no matter what, I'll always make sure, especially when I have platforms like this, and may always make sure, at least for you guys watching, that I always have the facts and the statistics, and you know at, at least knowing what everything is going on in WWE. But yeah, Brian, your your thoughts about that and just your relationship right now with NXT um, as uh, before we go into Dynamite real quick. Uh, floor is yours before we start. Yeah, I feel pretty much the same way you you do. Um, yeah, it's hard to really get invested when you know that yeah they're doing great, they're doing things that that are getting you invested down in NXT, and then knowing that you know once they get their call up, it's it's going to be a completely different thing. It kind of just loses all steam and it. Yeah. So yeah, that's been my drawback to it. And, but again, as I mentioned here in the last few podcasts, I mean, storyline wise, you know, NXT still b- doing better than AEW. So that is it, a fact, you know. actually <laughs> it's, cra- yeah. it's crazy. Cause they're only drawing in like 
not even 600,000 viewers, but yet, mm. and what, AEW's got maybe, I mean, it's not that much many maybe more. Maybe 800,000 like, or something. Like, like yeah, like 300,000 more than what yeah. NXT's doing. And NXT <laughs> is doing a is doing a much better job. Absolutely. It's, it's insane. It, it really, really is. And it's just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's crazy. But again, you know, but it's a shame. And I think if NXT superstars were given you know, you even mentioned before, like in the past, Brian, too, about, you know, all these part timers that come up and supposedly, you know, like we talk about, like with Brock Lesnar and Goldberg and even Lita right now, like as she's mm -hmm. in the this women's tag division. Right. And it's like, you know, those people should be from NXT talent, you know, people like yeah. and people like, you know, Candice LeRae or and, and, and others but they're not. And it's like, okay, if you're not going to build a women's division on your main roster, then what's the point of NXT? Yeah. And, and that's just where we're coming from. And, and it's, and it sucks because NXT actually produces decent shows. They, they, they do. Really do. Yeah. If you guys watch it. You know, I know sometimes people um, just don't give NXT the time of day because of the reasons I mentioned. So I don't know, man, it's just, I just really hope that, you know, at least by takeover, when it comes to toxic attraction, I'm still, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not really still, invested because I'm still going to be invested of what's going on, but it's not like at least the match is concerned where I'm like, okay, I already know what movesets they're going to do and blah, blah, blah. So, right. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, any final thoughts before we get into to dynamite here? No, I'll leave it at that. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll see where they go, uh, at the takeover near or whenever they have it close to mania, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a pretty decent show. No doubt. Yeah. And of course, uh, as we also get into mania, we'll also, um, you know, talk, continue to talk about NXT and these cold opens, um, and also mention them, of course, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be an NXT takeover event soon as we get mm -hmm. closer into mania and we'll keep you guys tuned in or keep you guys posted and, uh, and stay tuned as we'll, uh, continue to update you guys, at least what NXT is doing, uh, over there. So, and now it's time to get into AEW dynamite, um, as now <clears throat> this is the go home show to uh to aew revolution brian i, I gotta be honest here man this <laughs> this is possibly the worst build to a pay-per-view in any promotion in, in professional wrestling that hey, i have you could argue seen. that for sure yeah that i have seen in my life <laughs> I, I i mean this is fucking ridiculous Ugh. i mean i i just everything is just so out of place there everything is so lackluster there is hardly any care we just want to have great match a backstage promo a vin like a weird 30 second vignette and it's rinse and repeat and the, and, mm -hmm. and it's just like you know okay where where's the investment like where like where are the larger than life characters that are wanting us to tune in every single week you know, not even MJF could have saved this show last night because uh, obviously uh, he was in a promo with Brian Danielson. And spoiler alert, it was the main event segment of this show. Hardly mm -hmm. even said a word. I actually didn't even say a word at all. Um, and again, it, the, the segment just abruptly ends and then boom and then poof. Your your build is now gone is now we're going into revolution, which is going to be 
this Sunday, and we will do a good and the bad and the ugly. That will be on Monday for that AEW Revolution uh, pay-per-view event. So make sure you. Or guys- it could be like the the ugly, the the worst, and god awful. <laughs> I don't know. It might man. not even be a good column, my guys. I don't know. It could just be bad, ugly, and just. I, th- I mean, Danielson and MJF got to say they'll. I, I firmly believe they'll be in the yeah. good, but that's right. about yeah, it. It's- exactly, but. Yeah, it's just an absolute just it's just a mess. Yeah, but yeah. God, man, but some some freaking war. This is some war that 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 AEW is producing because it's really showing, Brian. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, my god, guys, it's just it's just absolutely mind-boggling. It it really is. And I can go on and on and on about just how frustrated I am personally because guys, I don't take any pleasure of coming on to this, you know, using this microphone coming onto this camera and saying this, I really don't, but what mm-hmm. else can I say? And Brian, I know you feel the same way because I know Absolutely. you want to see AEW succeed, but we got to call it like it is, you know, we have to be honest and we have to be truthful of that. Statistics metrics, they prove that this is just not working. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if it's Tony Khan's ego or his pride or his fandom or whatever the fuck it is, I, I, it's just he's got to he's got to get his head out of his ass and he's got to figure this shit out because this is taking a turn for the freaking worse, man. So, yeah. So with all that being said, let's just dive into the show and let's and sure. let's just jump into it. So our well, uh, Dynamite, which was uh, uh, March first, twenty twenty three. This was live in San Francisco, California. Show starts off our number one, which was Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill for the All-Atlantic Championship. So once again, we're starting with the All-Atlantic Championship that has, you forget that the title even exists mm. and you forget that it's even part of the company. But let's have it start the show because that's really going to get people tuned in to re- to watch the rest of the show. It's genius, right? Just Absolutely. Genius. Fucking A. Um, so yeah, match time was 12 minutes. Um, so... Orange Cassidy and Big Bill, that's what he's going by now. Not what I don't even I I already forget what his name is, guys. That's how guys, that's how irrelevant this dude is. Big uh what was his name beforehand? Do you even remember Brian? Um Big Cass. Big, Big Cass. Cass. And then like what was and then name? he was uh yeah, something else in A. Yeah, I know Big Rudy. Cass, but what was his name? Like he was given a name in TNA when he was doing when he was in TNA. Yeah, and he was um, even given a, a new name in AEW for like the first week or Will two. Mor- and Will Morrissey. Will Mor- yes, yeah, Will yep, Morrissey. yep, yep. And now he's just Big Bill. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's gonna get really that's gonna get yeah, Big Bill. Who's your favorite wrestler, Jimmy? Oh, Big Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you see how silly that sounds. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, guess I know I, you're right. You're absolutely, man. It's, it's just it's, it's just silly. So the, the names and, and don't get me man, don't get me started with some of these tag team names. Oh my lord. That and there was another tag team that was pretty much formed uh later on in the show. I'll I'll get to that. Oh, and, me and too. Get into the to the second hour. Yeah, we'll we'll save it into the second hour. So yeah, they're fighting on the outside, Big Bill and Orange Cassidy. Guys, the referee just stops counting. Like the like they're just <laughs> continuing to fight. Guys, I'm not kidding. I watched a good this, like three minutes outside. Twice. Yep. I went yep. back and watched this twice. They, the referee just stops counting. And I'm just like, he's like, guys, get back in the ring, man. Get, get, come on, get back in the ring. Like, dude, count. One, two, three. Did this dude forget how to count to 10 or something? I I, I don't know. Yeah. so odd. And then like the refereeing, this wasn't the only thing that baffled me about, about the officials in this, in this show. But so Dan Housen 
is at ringside because um, he's a part of best friends now, I guess. Um, so Dan Housen's out there and he's looking to cast his freaking curse or his spell, whatever the fuck he does onto cast. And then freaking Stokely's just like, um, or yeah, or he, he tries to cast the spell on Stokely, excuse me. Big Bill like just cuts in front of him. He looks to choke slam him on the apron. Stokely says like, no, nah, no, nah, I got a better idea. And he just hits Dan Housen with his cast or with his arm cast and lays him out. Um, and then uh, Orange Cassidy and Big Bill, they continue to brawl on the outside. Orange Cassidy hits a spinning DDT and not one, not two, but three orange punches uh, to the dome piece of Big Bill as Orange Cassidy picks up the win and he retains his All-Atlantic Championship. Guys, how many times do I need to fucking come on here and, and say this of why are we starting the night off with just a, a fucking title match just out of the blue. I, I mean, guys, th this is th it's getting to the point where I'm getting frustrated and it's fucking ridiculous. I, I mean, Orange Cassidy, guys, I'm uh, listen, I like Orange Cassidy. I think he it's it's a it, his gimmick is kind of like original. It's like, hey, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. people get into it. But why is he starting your show off? Why is is your all Atlantic championship who hardly people can give a single shit about and people barely even know that the championship even fucking exists starts your show. What are we doing? Mm -hmm. It's just like, you know, forget starting the night off with, you know, maybe something to deal with your world, your world heavyweight champion and MJF or, you know, or maybe, I don't know, have it like maybe like Mox and, and hangman, because for some reason that's a feud, right? Just get started with something with that, like something in the, something happening in the parking lot or whatever. Maybe if you're doing a feud with the house of black and the elite, you know, maybe have Kenny Omega come to the arena. He's looking for freaking for the young bucks. And he's like, Hey, where are the young bucks at? I haven't seen them all day. And like they, he keeps searching for them. He can't find them. And all of a sudden he goes to the ring and you know, the house of black, like the lights cut off because, Oh, then I'll talk about the lights freaking cutting off too in the show, like do something. And then like, you see like the young bucks getting laid out or something and then, like, Kenny Omega's rushing backstage, and then he gets his ass whooped. Like, guys, something! Something! Like, guys, you... Like, the fact that I'm getting more creative just talking about this show. Guys, I'm just a fucking podcaster, and yet I'm fucking getting more creative booking this show off the top of my head than Tony Khan does to take an entire week. <laughs> yeah. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Brian, before we get into this next segment, your thoughts about this opening match? Well, let me let me first start with just like uh, you know, ruthless talk community, AEW fans. Like you know, let us know. Are you are you interested in this? Are you buying anything yeah. in this? Like and if you are, that's great for you. Yeah, yeah. Let, you know, is it something we're missing? You know, whatever. <laughs> like um, because we want to enjoy this. I mean, guy Brian, we want to come up here and we want to literally talk nothing but positivity on the show. <clears throat> But yeah. I mean, like, like you said, Brian, like, I don't know if we're missing something here or like, I, I just, I, unless, or maybe we're just now just AEW freaking just complainers or fucking haters or something. I, I don't know, but like, I, I'm trying to be as honest and trying to keep it as fair and same to you, Brian, as, as fair as we can. But like, what is there to say? Like, we're dissecting this seg, like by the segment, by the match and it's like what is making sense and what is getting people invested so i don't know but brian continue yeah i mean I, this you know there, there's been some rumors i've heard you know recently 
which wouldn't shock me. And I'm just, I'm, I have no idea. I'm speculating, but you know, Tony Khan might like the cocaine a little bit. And the way these shows go, man, I tell you, it just screams like, you know, some manic dude, you know, blitzed out of his mind on cocaine. Like, yeah, we're going to have Cassidy start the show. And then, uh, you know, yeah, Danhausen's going to cast a spell. And then, you know, three orange punches, match over. Like, what the fuck? Um, so, yeah, man, I just this this whole this whole show was kind of shitty as it has been. Um, and, I, you know, I, so I've really been listening to uh, the Dax Harward podcast lately. You know, I was listening to his latest episode and, you know, maybe this is it and it's just a generation generational thing and it's something that I'm missing and I don't get. Whereas I still have the same mentality, like everything nowadays is like, I got to have a five-star match, a five-star match, a five-star match, right? That's what everybody's shooting for. Meanwhile, everybody's forgetting about how to put asses in seats and make money and tell a story, you know? You can have all the five-star matches you want, but... Yeah, you'll you'll get a, a little bit of interest for a while and, you know, whatever. But I'll even take it one a step further. You know, we've been talking about, like, we could go down to the local bingo hall. Shit, you could go. If that's if you want to see great wrestling and that's it, no story, no intrigue, no nothing, then shit, go watch, like, amateur wrestling, right? <laughs> an, am an amateur wrestling competition. Great fucking wrestling. Going to see some cool shit probably, but... At the end of the dude, at, at end of the day, it's just two dudes wrestling and whatever. Um, so yeah, man, this just this company, like I, I don't know, you know, where they go from here or how they get this back on track. But um, and another thing, man, again, trying to read between the lines and just being a fan, like uh, for the for the company of uh, AEW, like I'm. I think FTR is gone from there. I, I think they're going back to WWE or something. Um, you've heard, it. yeah, no, it, it wouldn't. And I, I you know, they've, both, they've, they've, they've expressed their frustrations about. Sure. Book, yeah. Right? And that's a, two, a great tag team to lose. And granted WWE and AEW have neither one of them have, have, you know, booked them correctly. But I, I think now with the, the star power they have, I think it'd be much better for them business-wise to go back to WWE right now. And even we've heard, you know, there's rumblings about Kenny Omega. Now with him being a vice president, although even Cody Rhodes was too, I guess. Um, I don't know. Does Cody or does Kenny Omega eventually leave? And again, where does that leave AEW as a company? Um, oh, dude, I don't Kenny know, Omega man. goes over there, if Kenny, if, guys, if Kenny Omega goes to WWE, which... I know it sounds hard to believe, but I said the same thing about Cody Rhodes before he mm -hmm. went over back over to WWE. If Kenny Omega goes to WWE, guys, you would think that that, that company is done. It's over. Dude, yeah, it's fucking it's over. Kind of, Dude, that, yeah. like, it's insane. Guys, it would, and, and that wouldn't shock me, honestly, too, Brian, because, like, you know, I'm sure, you know, Omega and he kind of, he kind of like misses working with Cody a little bit because he, cause, you know, Cody was also an EVP, right? So mm -hmm. I maybe, that business type of relationship, he kind of, you know, it wouldn't shock me. So, and I don't know, maybe, and maybe the young bucks, maybe they follow suit because you know, they're yeah, with Omega, who knows, man. So, but yeah, ultimately that would, that would be bad for wrestling as a whole though. Cause you would, you would run the same risk. And in, in, so if now all this talent, which again, we've talked about in AEW, man, like we're not, there is so much talent over there that is just not being used and utilized. 
So if now all these guys come back to WWE with the talent you already have there, again, it just becomes so, so packed that you can't really get a whole lot of people involved in anything. And it's it's just bad for wrestling as a whole. So, yeah, man, AEW is, man, they, they are dropping the fucking ball here, man. I, I don't know what's going on. But yeah, this match was, uh, yeah, okay, Cassidy wins. Uh Great. Yeah. Like you said, I, I don't, I don't care. I, I'm not really invested. Um, again, big bill. I, I think that's a stupid name. You could have just kept him as Morrissey or whatever, but even him, I mean, he's, he's had some measure of, of success in the WWE and elsewhere. And you know, this character and legitimately in his entire wrestling career, this is the best shape he's ever been in. Now we haven't had a, heard him much on the mic, but we've heard him previously like this is a guy again. You can with the monsters you have in in AEW. You know the the Samoa Joes, the Wardlows, the Hobbs. He, he like good, he could be a good baby face. Uh, yeah, Morrissey, big. He like I know with his story. You know, you maybe like his his like his realistic story, like that he's dealt mm-hmm. with in the past. Like people can get behind that shit. Absolutely, if you build it properly. You know, you could build himself like will morrissey properly in the story bill like he could be a good baby face and mm-hmm. i don't say that a lot about certain wrestlers about turning people baby face you know but will will morrissey or big bill whatever the fuck you want to call him, he could be <laughs> a decent baby face man like, yep. especially if people know his story and all that they can get behind him for sure so yeah but I don't know. I, it it won't happen at AEW. No. That's for damn sure. <laughs> no, no, he's busy. Yeah. No, he's busy with the firm. That it was also just fucking irrelevant, guys. Like the firm. Yep. Like ever since that whole MJF thing ended, they have been so fucking irrelevant, and it's just mm-hmm. you know Stokely, everybody, like Lee Matt, like who cares, guys? Who fucking cares? Yeah. John Moxley cuts a promo from last week's show, um, from their from his match that he had with Evil Uno uh, last week. He talks about living life to the fullest and how much he lives for blood and violence and all types of brutality. And he's like, I'm a sick man. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, no, really, Boxley? We didn't know that. <laughs> Just like, guys, his his face is all bloodied. He's got pretty much. He like lost. He's got like one eye shut. Yeah, um, that was a yeah. lot of freaking blood, man. Yeah, seriously. I mean, freaking. And, and it's a cool freaking visual, too. Actually, mm-hmm. really, really cool freaking promo um you know it just sends that message to hangman he's like listen you wanted this i tried to leave it alone he's like you are not the same animal as me you know and he just goes on to send that message to uh to hangman page in in texas in the texas death match that they have for revolution man you know what brian i have a really really uh really hot take prediction here there's a I might too. Chance... i might be on the on the same page as you there's a good chance that john moxley might bleed in this oh, match. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> yeah that's no but uh and then of course um and i might as well jump into this as well uh hangman page also cut a promo um as well again this is kind of just building up um and i'll get to your thoughts brian first about this whole because that's all we got at least leading up to this texas death match yeah. two promos so hangman then cuts his promo this was close to the end of the first hour um he says listen this match is all i have left to lose he's like you can't take you can't take my memory away from me. It's already gone. You can't like you can't take away the tingling that I have with my fingers because it's it's still there or whatever. Like uh, obviously losing consciousness and losing and all that stuff. You know, I guess that that's pretty much what the story is about. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he's like, listen, he's like, you can take you can't take my heart because you couldn't carry it. I actually like that line. That was actually a good line from Hangman Adam Page. Um, 
he's like, listen, I don't enjoy violence. He's like, and he's like, actually, I hate it. He's like, I hate violence. I don't like it. I think it's cruel. He's like, but he's like, but beating you is the only glimmer of hope that I have here in AEW. And he says, Mox will never be the same after AEW revolution. So before I get to my final thoughts about this feud or whatever this feud is between Moxley and Paige, Brian, I'll have you start your, your thoughts of John Moxley's promo hangman's promo and your thoughts about this texas death match going into revolution the floor is yours so yeah mox's promo you know intense as hell uh, again the loss of blood it's uh, that was a massive amount of blood that he lost there i mean it was dripping on the floor you could see multiple puddles of blood um yeah i mean good promo from mox yeah great visual um and you know the promo from hangman Again, I've I've kind of you know expressed my thoughts about him as a whole and his character. It's kind of like a emo cowboy to me, which I, I'm not really into. His his promos kind of fall flat to me. Uh, you know, I understand he's the baby face and you know trying to play that part. Um, I don't know. I I just can't really get into it. Um, I will say for for my take on this match and this feud. Um, I think Hangman's going over here. I think Hangman's going to win this. Yeah. Um, Don't be shocked, too, if this win gets him a title match against MJF probably in the future, too. Yeah. That's just, that's also my hot take as well. At least, at least if I had to be honest and give my honest Mm -hmm. take, then yeah, this, this win will probably lead to a, a, probably a title match against MJF, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And, And here's why I think so. If you remember when the whole, the whole CM Punk thing went down, right? Um, Mox was actually getting ready to take a, you know, some time off, like, you know, a lengthy amount of time. Um, and given his recent run here with bleeding every week and that, you know, especially the last week with the the amount of bloody loss, like, it, yeah, I think it's, he, he probably, his body probably does need to, to rest and recoup a little bit. So I, I kind of, that's how I see that going. I don't know how or, or what, but I, I do agree. And again, it's just the pairing where, you know, Moxley is a different monster than than Paige or a different different kind of you know person than Paige. So when when you talk about this match in, in general, a Texas death match, it, it's just gonna be really hard to make it believable for me personally that Hangman Page is is beating Mox in this match. But I think that's what what's gonna happen because of actual real life, you know, personal things where I think Mox is gonna be probably gone for a little bit, you know, a month or month or two from AEW. Um, and then you see where you, you go with Hangman Page. But uh, yeah, you know, it's, again, it's not the worst feud that they have or th- that's ever been. Um, I'm not that invested into into it, but yeah, it is what it is. Um, and it really, it's going to depend a lot on how they come out of this pay-per-view and what they do with Hangman, really. That's, that's going to be the deciding factor probably you know yeah no absolutely yeah um yeah there's no doubt that probably hangman is going to be the one that goes over um especially because i think the hangman just needs it more because especially yeah. in the situation right you, you know i always lean towards the fact of like okay who needs this win more well hangman mm-hmm. needs this win more so sure um and I and I would be fine with that. Listen, I'm fine with you building Hangman Page into a babyface into a match, but this situation with Mox, it's just so odd. First of all, this is the fourth time now, guys. The fourth time, not the first, not the second, not even the third. The fourth fucking match mm-hmm. against these two. 
And now Mox, who has been a baby face ever since he started, and just in the snap of a finger, he's now, I guess, playing the role of a heel. I mean, the Blackpool yeah. Combat Club, as of the last week and a half, have just suddenly been heels. So there's your right. heel turn then. So your heel turn doesn't even get the time of day. It doesn't get people, you don't get to, to captivate the fact that they just turn heel. No, it just turns in the blink of an eye and we just expect to just deal with it and just and just roll with the punches. But mm-hmm. it's just so ridiculous. It's like, oh no, but you know, James Mox is playing the heel because his character is more heelish. Okay, but is he a heel? Has he turned heel? Like, am I fuck guys, am I am I losing something here? Because <laughs> it, it nothing. Nothing is making sense. And, yeah. and what's the story behind this? It's about, oh, about a, a concussion, right? Or, or or something about, because, oh, like, I didn't like the roll-up finish. Okay, then why the fuck did you roll him up to win the freaking match then? If you weren't satisfied yeah. with the roll-up, why did you do the fucking roll-up? <laughs> There's a crazy concept, but I don't know. It's I'll, just I'll this say whole... this with, with Hagman Page, too. I think AEW is... is gonna start running the risk here of because he's been the face that they've tried to build pretty much since the start of AEW if if you can remember back that far he's and he it's it's running the risk now of getting to be that like Roman Reigns-esque push you know not quite to that degree yet I don't think it's that to that degree yeah not to that degree yeah no 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 not Mox Hagman Oh, Hangman. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. building building Hangman that. as as the face of you know AEW and trying to get the the belt on him as a face. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's been since the the beginning of AEW, and it's just you know there's been injuries involved and stuff, but it's just never never really clicked, never really panned out. But you're still trying to to push that home, you know, and and you run the risk of just it, fans turning against it, you know. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Um... <laughs> this is just again guys again this is your go again guys this is your go home show like if yeah. you weren't like if you weren't that invested into this feud going into this go home show i highly doubt that you are now uh it's just you got nothing from mox or hangman you got some decent promos i'll give them credit it would they were decent yeah. promos. mox was obviously the better out of the two i mean mox guys i do i i do freaking love john moxley the sure me too just I, I and i genuinely believe the dude is like really in his element from mm-hmm. what he was doing in WWE. I truly believe when he says that WWE was a prison, I, I believe that because now you can see that he's he's being in the character and he's being in his element that he enjoys doing. But the problem is, is that his freaking boss is not doing him any, he's not, he's not putting him in a position for anyone to care right now. And it's yeah. getting anyone, everyone confused of like, okay, who's the antagonist? Who's the protagonist here? And why have they fought now 4,700 times? Just slight exaggeration. But, but <laughs> yeah, um, listen, is the match going to be good? Is it going to be like, is it going to be physical? Is it going to be violent? Is it going to be fun? Absolutely. I'm sure it's good. It's going to be. But guys, the build to this has been so fucking odd. Yeah. And just so lackluster in every single way that you can imagine. So up next was the elite. Their music hits. Coming out to uh, that good old uh, Wayward Son uh, theme song. I freaking love that song, by the way. Yeah. The, the lights go out. The lights go out, and it's uh, the House of Black is on the stage with the Elite laid out onto the stage. So this the the Elite are, are they're on the stage. They're laid out. So are so are hang, so are the House of Black as the lights come back on. 
standing tall, holding up their trios titles and the lights go out. And then that's your, that's your segment. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll start. Um, now look, I, I like the, I like the, the idea. I like the segment, but guys, the segment just abruptly ends again. There's nothing that's being, that's letting anything breathe. Like in 30 seconds, the segment just ends. It's like, and all of a sudden we hear Samoa Joe's music hits as then we have the, whatever the face of the revolution ladder match, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> um, just wasting a ladder match that just, you know, instead of building up your TNT championship match, you put out a fucking ladder match. That's so fucking irrelevant. and so fucking useless, but we're going to get to that after, after I get through with this, but yeah. And look, listen, I'm, I'm finally ecstatic to see the house of black on freaking dynamite television, but guys like for 30 seconds, like for 30 seconds. And now, now, Brian, they expect us, the customers, to now give a shit after what's been not even, what, a week or two of build of, yeah. of, of whatever this is between the elite and the House of and, – and, and here's the thing. I know a lot of people, they, they think of House of Black and, and the elite like, oh, snap, like that could be a lot of fun. That could be really cool. But we've gotten a week or two of build, like maybe, what, a segment or two? You got a segment on Rampage and now this segment on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And now they put this match on poof. There's your match for revolution. And now we just, ex- and they expect us to care while you had a whole month, a whole fucking month to build something. And you, you don't, you wait for the last week of, of revolution, the yeah. last fucking week. And, and now you want to put up, now you want to build house of black in the elite and just throw the match together because Oh, forget the storyline. Forget the build. It's the wrestling match itself. It's the move sets. It's the flips and the dives that uh that house that Buddy Matthews and Malachi Black are gonna do. The the Canadian destroyers and the BTE triggers that the Young Bucks are gonna hit. Guys, what the fuck are we doing? This is re- le- legit, just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I-, I can't emphasize that enough. Uh, it- it's just so odd. And everything, nothing, nothing, nothing gets anybody invested because everything just ends in the snap of a finger. It's like the lights go out. Oh, snap. The house of black is standing tall. Now let's go to the backstage and like, what the fuck? (laughs) And it's like, and guys, how many times do I need to see the fucking lights go out? It's like the boy who cried wolf, Brian, at this point, it's like the lights go out. Oh shit. Like, oh, the lights going out. Who's going to come out? Freaking, uh, freaking Danhausen. What is is a freaking, uh, Freaking Wardlow, the fucking pinnacle. Remember when the lights went out for the pinnacle freaking months ago? The pinnacle just show up with the with the lights out. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck, bro. Um, yeah. I mean, guys, I'm losing my voice. That's how frustrated I am with this shit. But uh, before we get into into this ladder match, and I have a lot to say about this freaking ladder match and how just fucking odd that was. Uh, Brian, your thoughts of this, whatever this situation is between House of Black and the Elite. I, I got mixed feelings about it, man. Um, Cause yeah, like I'm excited to see House of Black back on TV. Yeah, the the elite and the House of Black could be something good. Um, and I, I feel like AEW too when they do try to, you know, the type of storytelling that we've been talking about for weeks, right? Where, and you'll see House of Black later on in this show. Like, well, let me start with the, this first segment. So that the lights go out, House of Black shows up standing behind Elite, right? Then the lights go out again as House of Black, you know, beats up the elite. 
why did you turn the lights off the second night? Like, show them beating up the elite, right? Tony <laughs> but, Khan has this weird fetish with just turning the lights off of all then, of his venues. I don't know, man. It's just, yeah. It's so, so yeah, they should have shown that and then had the, the House of Black holding the belts up. And then later on, you, you see House of Black, you know, backstage cutting a promo and they're, you know, like... You know, these are yours. We'll leave these here. But, you know, Saturday, you've already lost or something to that effect. So you have that kind of like storyline build within the show, right? But you should have been doing this shit a month ago, not four days before the fucking pay-per-view. <laughs> like, because, yeah, if, if you had done this a month ago, started with this, right? Had this exact same segment. They come out, lay out the elite. Later on backstage, they cut no. the little promo. Yeah, and or then you they, go from there for the. I would have done it like if that whole for whatever the fuck that seven match series was. As soon as the elite yeah. won the titles, I would have started that right there. The, the end yep. the show with a cliffhanger, something freaking cool that gets something invested. Boom, the House of Black just freaking show up. Uh, maybe like backstage is like the elite are leaving the arena. The freaking uh, if you listen, if you want to do the lights going out, that's fine as long as it's like in the right setting and it makes sense, right? Mm. And the lights go out like in, in the locker room or something like the elite are freaking uh, they're celebrating backstage and all of a sudden like the lights and backstage go out and the house of black just like just annihilate these two. And I mean, annihilate, yeah. and you go off the air. But no, let's just do this just on your go home show. And we just yeah, four days before the pay per view. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's and like I said, I could do without the trios like this doesn't need to be a trios tag that that doesn't even need to be a thing. I would just be, if you built it right, I'd be heavily invested in the House of Black against the Bucks and Omega. But again, we're so, yeah, I mean, I guess we're going to, well, we're definitely going to have this match at Revolution. Um, I don't know. I guess it'll continue on after that. Maybe who the fuck knows? Maybe Kenny Omega goes back to singles. I don't know. But again, nobody, it doesn't seem like anybody knows what the fuck is going on or where, where any storyline's going at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, by the way, AEW, you might as well just hire me as part of a creative because I'm coming up with more creative shit than than you are, Tony. I'm just I'm just saying, man. I'm just right. I'm just saying. So yeah, look, um just it's just such an odd situation. Like good, good. It's good to see House of Black, but it's like, but if they're being booked like this, then it's just like it just leaves you going like what like what what's like what are we doing? Like what why yeah. why, why why does why do you expect me to care? In, in this situation so it's a shame it's just it's just really a shame but but they're there for 30 seconds you know we talked yeah. about the house of black being on dynamite well you got them for fucking 30 seconds and then another 30 seconds backstage like you mentioned before but again it's just just so odd second match of the night was uh the face of the revolution ladder match um yeah, guys, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm guessing this is determined a contender for the TNT title. Brian, is, is that, is that, yep. what, is that what's going on here? Yep. Okay. So, so, so you're telling me, right. So, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, isn't there a freaking match from, for the TNT title this Sunday? Yeah. Word low and Samoa Joe. So forget fucking building up the story between those two. Let's waste a ladder match in the middle of your fucking dynamite. To determine the opponent for the winner of Revolution. I mean, what the fuck are we doing? 
it's just like you, you're trying. Does Tony Khan forget that there's a fucking paper? I really truly feel like he forgets that there's a pay per view this Sunday. I Dave truly Chappelle, do. Dave because, Chappelle like, said it best. You're you're trying, like, dude, you have a TNT title match that you're trying to get people invested, and you throw a fucking ladder match in here that has nothing to do with Wardlow or Samoa Joe. Oh, and we're we'll right. Samoa Joe and Wardlow. You saw them for like another tw- the last twenty seconds of whatever this this segment was. So let's just go over it, shall we? Uh, fifth over fifteen minutes they wasted this freaking this this ladder match. Samoa Joe is on commentary. I I, I hardly even heard the dude spoke for like the second part of this match. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz brawl up the ramp, so they're up there. So they were in this match for like not even 10, 15 a second. So there there's yep. Eddie Kingston too, guys. He's in the show for like 10, for 10 seconds. Ortiz. Ortiz. And yep. guys, that, that segment, and I've noticed, and listen, I understand I make fun of Rampage, of people not watching Rampage, but I, I do tune into Rampage to see like, you know, highlights and stuff like that to see what's sure. going on. And there was stuff going on between Kingston and Ortiz that was actually very intriguing. Absolutely. And, but they wasted on a freaking Rampage. They don't. They don't showcase that on Dynamite, and if they do, they do this for like 15 seconds and expect that there's just a fucking feud be go- going on between them. And it's just like, I, I guys, like, but but we have time for Takeshka we, we, or Takeshita. We have time for freaking Action Andretti. We have time for Orange Cassidy, for fucking The Firm, for all of these people that are like, just so fucking mid i mean that that's not even shade to these people but the way that they're booked and and at least just their character it's fucking Mm. mid but let's leave off but let's only put the house of black and kingston and and uh and and all these other people in ortiz for uh for segments that only last 30 30 seconds right no but but let's put on an entire ladder match for freaking all these high-flying gymnastics fucking gymnasts that's what they are guys they're not fucking wrestlers they're fucking gymnasts they're not freaking professional wrestlers like like a like honest to god i'm so that just frustrates the shit out of me <laughs> um so yeah so eddie kingston and Nortis, yeah bye-bye you brawl up yep, the never see him again that, never yep. see them again you know forget yep. seeing what happened and then like eddie kingston was just in a backstage uh interview i'll get into that before we get into the main event segment later on in the second hour i'll get into that but yeah, you just expect like the they're brawling through back, backstage, nothing, that no follow up, no nothing. We just yep. you know, that this company wants to make you forget about it, like if like it never happened, like they they were never even in the fucking match. <laughs> um, so Action and Dreddy is in there. I want to say Sammy Guevara was in there. This there's a dude named Commander. Commander. I, I yeah. like never no, heard of this no fucking shit. guy before no my life, shit, but he's Ryan. in a I face of the revolution. Ray Phoenix. I thought it was Ray Phoenix. For <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. For half of the match, I thought this dude was Ray Phoenix, and all these suits said is Commander. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who the fuck is that? <laughs> so this yeah. dude is competing in a ladder match. Nobody knows Brian who the fuck this guy is, and he's competing to get a title opportunity. You yeah. can't make this shit up. I Cocaine's mean, a hell of a drug. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, what a disgrace. Oh my god. And that's no shade to this dude, whoever this dude is, but like what the fuck, man. Um <clears throat> but yeah, guys, I seriously thought it was Ray Phoenix for like half of the match and I'm like they say commander and I'm like like are you serious? But but Eddie Kingston just gets sent to the back after 20 seconds. Yeah, that's that's smart Tony. That's good business. Yeah. Um 
Daniel Garcia gets involved in this match and attacks Andretti, you know, obviously helping Guevara try to win the match. Um, Guevara does like a swanton flip or a front flip. Uh, it was actually a cool little, I mean, a cool spot in the match, I guess. Literally from the top, from the top of the ladder, from the outside of the ring and onto another ladder and onto uh, Andretti. Um, so that just takes Andretti out of out of the equation, pretty much. So uh, Daniel Garcia tries to assist Sammy Guevara to help him up the ladder to help him win the match. Uh, take a shitta, uh comes out, or he or he gets involved in this match. He takes out both of them, um, and then Will Hobbs he takes out Takeshka. There was so, I heard something about like Brian, uh, like the referees. They were like holding up the ladders and like. Oh, I'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I, yeah. I, I'm sure you know most about that than I do. I've only briefly heard about it, but we'll get into that once once I get through with this. But, um, so yeah, so Hobbs takes out Takeshka. He climbs up the ladder. He grabs that brass ring and he wins this this ladder match. So Will Hobbs, another guy that we haven't heard guys for fucking weeks. And now here he is in a fucking title match. Oh, that makes sense. Right. You know, it's just like, Oh, and, and now and here, and you know what the funny thing is too, uh, Brian, before I get into this post match, it's like, you, you remember what the full gear match was right for this TNT yeah. championship and involved yep. Wardlow and involved Samoa Joe, you know, ironic mm -hmm. coincidence. I think not. Uh, what was and that back in December? And now Will Hobbs again. And now here's yeah. Will Hobbs again. So not yeah. so it's not just all three of them. You have Will, you have uh, Wardlow and Samoa Joe this Sunday, and now you're gonna see one of them face Will Hobbs for the same fucking title. Yep. Guys, <laughs> Brian, I'm lost for words. I, I don't know <laughs> what to say anymore. This is the most. This is the most lackluster, most just lazy just baffling shit i've ever seen in my life it's just you put you take out somebody that hasn't been on television or not only that you put in a person that we never even fucking heard of yep. and they're competing for a fucking title oh my god but yeah post-match guys Wardlow, he hits the stage confronts samoa joe freaking security is trying to separate the two security they're just a bunch of schmucks a bunch of clowns so they can't even hold back freaking wardlow hobbs is just watching this he's like he might as well give will hobbs a freaking bag of popcorn because he's just sitting there with his brass fucking ring and it's just like guys th this this is the most baffling shit i've ever seen mm -hmm. in my life honestly we're, we're taking the same three people that competed for the same title you take one of them off for tv for for almost like what brian for like three weeks Maybe yeah, and even now. that, I mean, he's only been on TV for maybe a, a time or two in the last number of months. Yeah, and for like, yeah, know. I was gonna say even months, right? And and now <clears throat> you expect us to care now that he's gonna go after a title. Forget putting him, forget building this dude back up because he's been off television mm -hmm. and, and and whatever. No, let's just throw him in a fucking title match because that is the that that is the TNT championship or this, whatever this, the mid card division is in a nutshell, a fucking joke guys. Where is Adam Cole? Where is Eddie Kingston? Where is Lance Archer? Where is fucking Miro? Where are all these fucking people? Where are they? But no yeah. action and ready commander, <laughs> Daniel Garcia. Like, no, you're going to get all these fucking people because Tony Khan has this fetish of of freaking like you said brian this dude's like on fucking cocaine he's like oh i want to see this i want to see this gymnast do this move i want to see sammy <laughs> guevara do a fucking swanton flip on a fucking ladder oh, i'll say something about that too oh yeah. my god uh I've, I've said enough brian your thoughts about this match man 
So this match in a whole encapsulated the whole Bush Leagueness of AEW right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. And there, it, uh, there was one a uh, spot earlier um, in that uh, Cassidy and Big Bill match where uh, obviously there was supposed to be a table spot and. Um, Oh gosh, I can't remember the Stokely Carmichael, whatever his name is. Like he he had to try to get like the bell girl to get the table over because I guess Bill missed it anyway. But back to this match, like from from wrestlers missing spots, being off timing, the commentary, the fucking commentary sucked ass. Like they were missing shit. Um, and this match just encapsulated it all in one pretty little fucking package with a bow on it, like. God, it was awful. Um, let me say, starting off with this. First of all, the the prize or what they're trying to 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 reach here. I don't know how many people are familiar with like Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's like a fucking golden ring. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Like, they got to climb a ladder to get a golden ring. Okay, whatever. The, the imaginary got... brass ring, Brian. This imaginary to, to, to get a to get a mid card title opportunity. That's what they're going. For. Yeah. First of all, that's just silly in a, in and of itself. Um, and then, like you said, you got Ortiz and and um, and uh, Kingston out there who shit. Just with the people involved, even though they've been on Rampage, have and as as kind of hit or miss as their storyline's been. At least it was something. But no, you just have them start off outside the ring. And like you said, they're gone within 20 seconds. You never see them again. Um, some of this stuff, like, so we go back to, to like I said, everybody's trying to have a five-star match or or make this moment or, or this spot, right? And I go back to things like, um, you know, like Mick Foley getting thrown off a cage or... Uh, the the Hardy Boys um, when they were in their triple threat tag with the Dudleys and Edge and Christian and um, I think it was probably Jeff Hardy hit like the the spear on Christian maybe for I mean it just mind blowing moves Edge, right when Edge speared Jeff Hardy or maybe it's um, Edge speared when, yeah when right uh, Jeff Hardy was dangling uh, I believe it was like a Money in the Bank I think it was a Money in the Bank ladder match and he was yep, out yep. of that briefcase and the Edge just I think off of I think it was off another ladder or off the top rope just spears this dude out of his fucking shoes it's fucking epic right it was, it was fucking and it epic, was but, but here's you know, here's yeah, the thing it was epic because of the story they told beforehand exactly all yeah. three teams it's a story Mick Foley and the Undertaker had told up to that point exactly in this match. Thank you. Well, that you. that that spot with with uh, Action Andretti and and Guevara, legit, that could have ended both of their careers right then. And for fucking what? Because you're trying to hit some spot that means absolutely fucking nothing. That no one's gonna even remember fucking two, like not even a month right. from now. Fuck exactly. a month, not even three to two weeks. Yeah, I mean that that move Risking like your just life for what? For what? They. And, and that it was just it's pure pure luck and chance at that point you know yes these guys are skilled and have done it and whatever but when you do something like that that's just the grace of god and and luck you know that because the way they landed both of the careers could be over right now and again like you say we, we remember the mick foley moment we remember the the edge moment because the story meant something this means absolutely nothing. And you're out here doing shit like this to get a fucking pop. Like, give me a break, man. Um, but I, I don't know, whatever. It's their bodies. It's their career. This is what they want to do. Uh, yeah, more power to you, I guess. 
But yeah, nobody's going to remember this shit in a week. So why the fuck are you doing something like that? I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, like you said, the commander, who the fuck is the commander? I will say he did have, I guess, the coolest spot in the match to me where I've never seen somebody actually run from turnbuckle to turnbuckle across the rope and do the flip. Gymnastics. I mean, that was gymnastics. That's what I'm right. saying, man. They're not fucking wrestlers. They're just gymnastics, you know, but you know, it's like, Oh, it's like, you know, people are like, Oh, I love to see freaking MJF <laughs> for fucking guys. They don't fucking need to do that bullshit to fucking captivate you. That's all I'm saying. But he, here's the right. thing. These guys need to, because right. they can't do anything else. That's the problem. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the last comment I'll have about the match, right? So this is supposed to be a ladder match for you know to get this fucking golden ring to be the number one contender, right? So you come into that point where now Sammy has that ladder spot on Action Andretti. Everybody is laid out, right? Sammy is the only one up. The whole object of the fucking match is to get on the ladder and get the ring. But what do they do? They literally pull Action Andretti out of the ring so they can set him up on the on another ladder so he can climb all the way up where he could have just won the fucking match, but no, he's got to get his spot again, right? I mean, that's that's what the whole thing is about. And then again, again, going back to the just the bushliness of it, and you know, shit happens. I, I get it, but like when it's all combined and you see it all like constantly, it just adds to it. But like. Yeah, after the match, Hobbs come out, Hobbs gets out of the ring, and Joe's trying to get up, but he's all tangled in the fucking wires, and he legit can't get untangled, and it just looked like shit, you know? It, it just speaks to that, like, man, just nobody is, nobody's on their A game, nobody's hitting their spots. You're, you're going, just it's going through the motions, and like you said, and yeah, Brian, you said it perfectly, like, not only is the show bad, but like, nobody... N nobody is 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 hitting their spots well there's a lot of botching there's even yeah reps from the friend everybody oh yeah emotions and so yeah back to the reps so yeah at the end the, the last part of the match so Hobbs goes and basically like spears the ladder to to get to Keshka off but he legitimately bends the ladder so now the ladder's uneven right I thought Takeshka was gonna like tore his ACL or tore his knee up or something <laughs> again yeah um so now the ladder's bent so legit, like four referees have to come in there and hold, like they're now part of the, they're assisting Hobbs to win the fucking match. They're holding the ladder down in yeah. place so Hobbs can yeah. get up there. Oh yeah. And, and you can see at the end too, I, I, I firmly believe like Hobbs was about to shit his pants because he was on the very top of that ladder, you know, in the ring, very uneven. And you can see him like, you know, looking at the referees, like fucking hold it. Like, and he's like slowly trying to get down. It just the whole thing was, uh, it's 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 the sh the Wednesday night shit show, brought to you by Tony Khan, sponsored by TBS. Man, like Jesus Christ, it, yeah, it it was horrible. It's horrible, and and so yeah, it sets up the match that we've already seen with the same three involved. Um, I, I think Wardlow's going to win that match at Revolution, so I guess it'll be Wardlow and Hobbs. And then guess what? Darby Allen's going to make his return sometime and he's going to We're going to make fight. it a fatal four-way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Why the fuck not? Why not? not? Exactly, guys. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's it's funny. It, it's like it, you said it best, Brian. I mean, it, I mean, it comes it's great to see it. So, you know, we think of the term ladder match, right? And it's fun. It sounds fun, but when there's nothing it, it shouldn't never even been a thing because at the end no. of the day 
you're trying to build up a TNT title match. But forget the match. Let's just throw in a ladder match because why not? We all love ladder matches. We all love flips. We all love dives. Here's the problem. We're not going to remember this because there was nothing meaningful. No. There was nothing that's that gets anybody okay great let's like everybody pretty much put their freaking bodies on the freaking line again for fucking what yeah to, to, to what to, to get to to get trending on fucking to get spots media, man to hit your high spot to hit your fucking <laughs> high spots right because tony khan and and and, a, and the aw niche audience want, wants to get their freaking rocks off and want to just shoot cool. <laughs> enough, guys enough man. i mean seriously like what like again you know yes these are professionals and it's their choice to you know they're out there going to do it and yes they are skilled to some degree but even that you're you're playing with chance here like you can be the best goddamn wrestler in the in the world doesn't mean shit. you're playing with chance when you do shit like that it's a, a centimeter here a centimeter there and you know you could have ended multiple careers last night and for what you know yeah. no it's just you, silly you said it you said it best absolutely you you were you were spot on man absolutely spot on Let's move on because we can just ramble about this for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah, which is just you know it's and trust me we can rip this apart for the next two hours, but we got an, we got another pretty much a full hour of this of this show to go over. So, Ugh. but before we get into the second hour, uh, we have our third matchup, which was Chris Jericho and Pretty Peter Avalon. Uh, this match was guys legit under three minutes. Um, and yeah, so. I mean, guys, I mean, I guess you could say Peter Avalon is pretty much a jobber because that's just how he's treated. So I guess it's no harm, no foul. Um, but but realistically, and being serious, like just having one of your superstars just fucking lose. And actually, Peter Avalon did most of the did did, did most of the damage in this freaking match. I know. It was... Chris Jericho did, guys. So Peter Avalon goes straight after Jericho as soon as the bell rings. He's pretty much beating the shit out of this uh, out mm -hmm. of Jericho. And then after one code breaker at the end of the three minute mark, uh, he wins. He wins this match. Just you know, just I, I don't know. I guess to make Peter Avalon look good, but uh, but guys, like he lost the match in under three minutes. How, again, it's like oh, but he took. He went the. He, he went with Chris Jericho, one of the best of all time. Guys, he <laughs> lost three minutes. three minutes. What the fuck are people saying? Oh. One code breaker. That's not even his fucking finisher anymore. It's the uh, yeah. juice effect. He finished him off with his signature move. In under three minutes, guys, it did not make Peter Avalon look good. It like stop. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, it's just it's just so odd. Um, so post match, Jericho, they continue. They he levels Peter Avalon with his bat, and then Starks comes out for the save, even though it was pretty much day late to the dollar short. There, Starks, <laughs> the damage has already been done. Um, Jericho escapes the ring and says some words. He's like, "Listen, just because this Sunday." Uh, the JAS is banned from ringside doesn't mean that they aren't banned uh, here tonight. And then the the JAS, the rest of the, or the JAS, I should just say Jericho, or excuse me, Hager and Garcia, they come out and they attack Starks from behind and they leave uh, Starks where he stands. Jericho hits the Judas effect of Starks and mm -hmm. the Jericho Appreciation Society stands tall. Guys, what 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 is there to say? Uh, I mean, uh, honestly, if this is seriously how it aw again guys like there, there's a boardroom somewhere in in in, in the state of florida and jack with a big florida. pile of coke in the middle right with the, <laughs> <laughs> whatever freaking tony khan is smoking or whatever, yeah, or whatever right. days, uh just decided that this was a good idea that for your go-home show to a fucking pay-per-view is to have 
Jericho versus Peter Avalon, and then just have a a a, a late to the dollar shorts r- ring save, or it wasn't even a save. It was just he hits. The yeah, it was after the match. I would beat down. Just, yeah, and then just a, a a heel beat down, and then that's 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 pretty much pretty much it. We've seen the same heel beat down that Jericho and the Appreciation Society has given for fucking weeks, and it's pretty much just the same thing. Just you know. Jericho wins a match in under three minutes and then says some words. Guys, what the fuck was this? I mean, guys, this is again, it's Chris. This is this involves Chris Jericho, and I couldn't give a single shit about what he's doing. And I feel bad for Starks. Guys, we we mentioned Starks after his match with MJF, how he has been looking tremendously good. And yeah. guys, because of his shitty ass fucking booking and how shot and how clueless Tony Khan is. He's gone fucking backwards. Nobody can. I don't give a single. Nobody can give a single shit about what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, my God, you put him into the, attach him to the hip to Andretti. Now Andretti's just fucking gone. He's just doing flips and dives by himself now. And yeah, it's just the same, the same beat down that we saw from the Garcia gauntlet in previous weeks with, when he was attached to the hip to Andretti. And it's just like, okay, like this is the best you have. You're telling mm-hmm. me this is the best you have. And I, I, I've said enough. Brian, your thoughts, man, before we get into the second hour. So I'll go back to, to right before this match because there was another just what the fuck moment. So uh, the best friends are, are backstage with uh, Dan Housen and Cassidy, right? <laughs> and so they announced, well, best friends can't be in this tag because they were, you know, they, they haven't been medically cleared after, I guess, Big Bill beat him up last Friday. However, Orange Cassidy, who just just 20 minutes ago got his ass beat by Big Bill for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, he can compete. So him and Danhausen are now a fucking tag team in, in your upcoming tag match. But we'll get to that. Anyway, it was just, a, again, a what the fuck, man? Um, and yeah, this match between Jericho and Avalon, oh... God, um, yeah, I mean, Avalon pretty much, I mean, yeah, he dominated the entire match, the, the, as short as it was, three minutes, he kicked Jericho's ass for three minutes, throws him back in the ring, Jericho gets up, boom, code breaker, match over. <laughs> like, holy shit, man. Um, and then the beat down afterwards, like, you know, the, the camera was on it, and, you know, Again, it's just the little, it's the details that I notice just as a longtime wrestling fan. And you can, you know, maybe it doesn't mean something to to most people or you can overlook it. And most of the time I can too. But like I said, when it's match after match, segment after segment, that's when it becomes like, this isn't just a one-off. This isn't just a mistake. It's a fucking pattern by everybody. But like when he's hitting Avalon with the bat, like... A, either lay the shots in there or or get a work bat that you can, you know, legitimately hit him with. Because if you saw him hit him with the bat, like, it was pretty freaking weak. It, it was like bullshit shots with the bat. And it just looks stupid. Um, Yeah, and then, you know, Starks gets the beat down, you know, going into Revolution. I, I mean, I guess I'm okay with that, you know, having the face get beat down right before the pay-per-view. Because I, I think Starks going to win that. So whatever. Um, but I do wonder about this. And I, I know I, I'll get off a, a little track here, but 
So again, I got to go back to the Dax Harwood uh, podcast, right? And I'm again, maybe I'm just marking out, and all this is just a big work. Yeah, possible, possibly it won't be wouldn't be the first time. But the way he was talking about MJF, right? The the, the most I was invested in AEW. Like if you remember back to the the formation of the pinnacle and when Jericho had the inner circle, um, you know, I, I think uh, who was champ then? I guess it had had to either be Jericho or maybe Mox was the champ then. I think Mox was the champion. Yeah. Mox, yeah. Mox or I don't think. Yeah. No. Yeah. It had, it had to be Mox. Yeah. Yeah. It, I guess it had, so. It had to be Mox. Yeah. That's, but anyway, it, it like off the top of my head is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah, and and so you had you know you know you had a stable of new wrestlers coming in that maybe some hadn't heard of, and they were starting to get a little bit of push, and AEW was freaking hot, and I'll even go to say like they you know you talk about like rushing a lot of these things, that feud between the Pinnacle and the Inner Circle, that whole thing was rushed and just ended, and in the the, the possibilities were endless with that. Um, but anyway, and listening to to Dax talk, like he really made it sound like um, like MJF thought that that group was for him to make him a star. When really, you had you know a, a young guy like Wardlow trying to make him a star. FTR was a great tag team. You had Tully Blanchard with them, who's a legend. But it seemed like you know mjf thought it was all about him and maybe that's the character that's who he is who knows kayfabe real life i don't know but it does give me pause to think starks was getting hot man like really hot and as soon as he has that match with mjf it's it's over right it's all gone and you know i wonder and i think back so aew has been here for four years now right what star have they made Outside of MJF, no. maybe you could argue Darby Allen, but I wouldn't no. put Allen in that no. spot no. No. or, or no. to that level. No, no. but it's just no. been MJF. No. MJF, that's probably and, maybe. Yeah, and so I don't know if I mean, the dude is great. He's awesome. He knows the wrestling business. It does seem like he has like a, a, a '90s Shawn Michaels streak in him. Which, hell, that's part of what makes you the best, right? It, it is. Um, and in that business, you have to be selfish to a degree and whatever. But I just wonder, like, you know, is Tony Khan, I mean, he's just putting all his eggs into this one basket at the expense of everybody, the company as a whole. You're going to fail, man. It, it's going to sink at some point. Um, and again, that's just me as a fan speculating, but I just thought it was... It was. It's really odd that as soon as Starks got that momentum for even you know two three weeks maybe, it just seemed like it was shut the fuck down like for no reason. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, this again, this was kind of a garbage match. Uh, Jericho, um, you know, I've mentioned this before. Like you know, AEW has a much easier travel schedule and which allows wrestlers to have more family time and whatever and i can't blame any wrestler for for wanting to to take that as opposed to you know being on the road all the time and, and whatnot but i just for people like that have been there jericho you know and granted he's in the later stages of his career maybe he this is all all he wants and and whatever but part of me thinks like man he's 
I know he has to put say the right thing for the company, but I, I just wonder, does he really believe that? Because this is just garbage, you know? Uh, I don't know. And it's a war with WWE is freaking laughable, man. <laughs> like That's been the key word here, guys, is garbage. Because that's yeah. what this, that's what the shit is, guys. That's not that's not our opinion, guys. That's that's just a fact. If you're being honest with yourself, it's a. Fact. And like and I, I said at the top of the show, if it's something we're missing, or or you're there's this aspect of a newer generation that is tapping into this and 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 digging it, like legitimately, not not to like argue with you or whatever, but like tell like what is it that you're seeing that that we're just not I mean, getting? Yeah, like have a conversation with us, man. Yeah, all ears, man. I mean, trust me, it's not like it's not like our way or the highway. It's just like, yeah, have a conversation and let's like talk about it. I mean, and if you guys are liking it, then great for you. But mm -hmm. again, guy, I always say this, Brian, as we go into our number two. At the end of the day, we have to be honest with ourselves. Like you can like something all you want, but at the end of the day, is it helping the business? Is it statistically helping the company? The answer right. is no. The answer is just no. Yeah. Hour number two, we go into Christian Cage as he hits the ring with an interview with Renee Paquette. Uh, crowd is heavily booing Christian uh, to <laughs> yeah. freaking Max. He's like, this was actually a funny quote. He says, uh, I cannot wait. I also, he's like, uh, he's like right back at you, San Francisco. I cannot wait to not come back here for another 10 years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking love Chris. Dude, Christian, a shout out to Christian. Uh, honestly, we always talk, uh, talk about this, Brian, about wrestlers turning chicken shit into chicken salad. Well, that's what Christian is is trying to do. With yeah. Um, you know, major shout out to Christian. He's a veteran. He gets it. He's, mm -hmm. you know, and, and trust me. And when you also get a bunch of shut the fuck up chance, you know, you're doing something right as well. So yep. again, shout out to Christian for uh, just for, you know, trying to get some intrigue with the show and trying to get at least, you know, that was the biggest pop probably I got out of, out of this entire show. Honestly, Brian, if I'm being honest, was that, was that line? He's like, yeah, I can't wait to not come back here for another 10 years. Like I, I can't <laughs> wait to get on my freaking private jet and go the fuck home. So, but yeah. Um, and he talks to, he talks of course about jungle boy and this whole situation with, uh, with those two. And he's saying like how, you know, he, he mentioned about, no, listen, I wanted things to be done with Jungle Boy. But then as I'm minding my own business, I'm watching the television. I heard about Jungle Boy saying he wants to win some singles gold over my dead body. And then, that, of course, that's when the shut the fuck up chants come into play. You know, he talks about Jungle Boy and he's like, he talks about his generation of wrestlers. This is pretty freaking ironic, isn't it? He's like, you treat it like it's a video game. You know, it's like you treat it, but it's like me. You know, and, and, you know, he talks about how, uh, how, you know, his generation of wrestling and, and, and how, I guess you could say just how much better it is. I don't have it quote for quote or just speaking mm -hmm. hypothetically, just how like his generation is where it's at. Like, you know, we are the real men, you know, you, you last week, you know, you couldn't pull the trigger, you know, you're not a real man, you know, you're a coward, you know, re me, I'm the real alpha, uh, <clears throat> alpha male, right. I do what it takes to, to, just to get on top and stay on top and things like that. Again, just speaking hypothetically, pretty much, but that's pretty much what the gist of this promo was. And then he goes on to challenge Jungle Boy to just a straight up fight, a straight up fight at Revolution. Now, guys, everything was at this point, Brian. Everything's going pretty well. This is a decent, mm -hmm. a, a decent, uh, a decent promo from Christian. Shocker. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we shouldn't be shocked. It's fucking Christian, mm -hmm. um, and he's not even the best talker. He's really not. He's never really been the best talker, and here he is. He's cutting a tremendous. So I think he's underrated as a talker. I mean, it, great, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, put he, him up there with like the Rock the or greatest, something. But yeah, but... I, I do think that people don't give him as much credit with his yeah. skills for sure. Um, he, I think he stumbled a bit like one time, but outside of yeah. that, it was, it was fine. But so yeah, and then guys, I shit you not. 
as soon as you know Christian lays the challenge, what, what do you lights think? Go <laughs> lights fucking, go out, lights. Fucking guys, the for Jack Perry, lights. for fucking Jack. The lights why? go out, guys. Like, I, I, guys, I can't make this shit up. The yeah. fucking lights go out. I'm like, oh my god, no. What are we doing? I'm like, is Jungle Boy just gonna show up out of fucking nowhere in the middle of the ring? <laughs> now, guys, Jungle Boy now has the he's like he has these supernatural fucking powers yeah. where he could just show like he's a fucking he's a jungle freaking supernatural freaking I don't know some <laughs> something. Um. So yeah, the 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 attention is up on the Tron now. Jungle Boy shows up on the Tron and he's digging up a fucking grave. Um, and it has Christian Cage's name on the tombstone, and he's digging up this grave. Um, and Christian's just lost for words. The Titan Tron cuts off, and then he just walks off. And then that guy's that's the segment. So, Brian, I guess Jungle Boy is just the Undertaker now. He's just digging up graves, he's digging up Bro. souls, he's turning the fucking lights off. <laughs> guys, what like, guys, again, I'm baffled of mm-hmm. what we're do- you had a tremendous, it was actually going well. You actually had a good segment, a good promo from Christian, and then you do this shit. What makes Tony Khan think that I want the lights to go out for Jungle Boy? He has, he is the complete opposite of fucking death, of fucking supernatural. (laughs) Let's put Jungle Boy in that situation. Yeah, that makes complete fucking sense. That's not going to confuse anybody. No, like. Oh my God. Again, he's just the under, like, I guess he, he's turned into the undertaker now, Brian, he's mm-hmm. digging up fucking graves guys. What, who the fuck is writing this shit and who the fuck is approving this? Like is Tony Khan just writing and approving this himself? Like it wouldn't shock me if he is. I mean, this is the most, this is the writing of a fucking toddler. I, I mean, <laughs> it is that bad. I mean, what sense does it make to have the lights go out for jungle boy, jungle boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god uh brian your, your thoughts before we get to this next segment so yeah i'll start off with again going back to christian cage man um listen like i said i think he's a, a very underrated uh promo um you know even with you know when edge and christian obviously edge is is a little better on the microphone but that's that's no shade at christian like he's he's just a, a tick behind him and really, this promo, like, if you go back and watch it, it, it was, he had that one little flub. Yeah, he did. But other than that, this was a master class in a heel promo, right? He he goes out there, insults the audience, right? The, the, the audience is trying to boo him, boo him out of the arena. He insults the audience. <clears throat> so what does the audience do? Boos louder, gets more heat. What does Christian Cage do, right? Starts talking faster to get the audience to quiet back down so they have to listen to him again, right? I mean, just, you want to talk about professional and somebody who gets it and knows how to do it and deliver it, watch that promo, watch his interaction with the crowd, and, and not even what he's saying, just just him listening to the crowd and knowing when to, when to slow it down, when to get intense, when to speed it up. It was just, it was, it was, other than that one little flub, man, that this was the second best part of the night for me. Danielson was number one. This was number two. Um, and then yeah, you get into the Jungle Boy thing. God damn it! I mean, yeah, it just immediately that's what I thought of. Undertaker, Mankind, Kane. You know, again, why the fuck are the lights going off for Jungle Boy? And then he's in a graveyard digging a grave. 
And that's what I have here. It, this like none of that fits his character at all. From from the last four years of his character, only only this company can take an actual it's... outside of MJF, Brian. I I said this weeks ago. Christian Cage and Jungle Boy is maybe the only slimmer of hope outside of MJF that you have, and you fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked it up by having him dig a fucking grave and turning the fucking lights out. Oh yeah, the, that's. I mean. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I get it. They were trying to make it personal. You know, he Christian had a you know comments about his father and whatnot. You know, what I would have done, you know what I would have done, Brian? And I'll get back to you as we go as as we follow along in this. Uh, I'll get your final thoughts about this segment. But here's what I would have done. Honestly, I would have done. I, I don't know if you remember the the WrestleMania um, feud between Randy Orton and Triple H. This was, I think, at WrestleMania twenty five. 25 uh, maybe a little bit is this like coming out of like evolution the breakup of evolution no, or something no, or? that was no this was oh. a little bit later in their career oh, okay. a little bit later gotcha. than that. but like maybe like i want to say like three to four years later after that evolution breakup i want to say um but yeah this was and it was god the feud the build this segment was so good this i don't know if it i think i don't know if it was the go home show but it was probably like a week or two before mania mm -hmm. and Guys, so Triple H, so Randy Orton, or Triple H was supposed to have a match with Legacy, right, in a two-on-one handicap match. Triple H doesn't come out. Randy Orton cuts a promo from his fucking house. Guys, Triple H breaks into this motherfucker's home. Like, guys, legit, do you remember Do you remember this, Brian? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Guys, yep. he fucking breaks through the fucking front door with a sledgehammer. They brawl. He, Triple H sends Randy Orton through a fucking window. Yeah. He got cops and shit. Guys. That, like, I would have done something similar to that. Like, listen, you want to get personal with me? You want to mention my family? Well, right. I'm going to go to your fucking house. I'm going to go to your fucking hometown, and I'm going to break into your freaking home, see how you freaking, like, show you how ruthless I freaking can be. No pun intended to this platform. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, guys, again. But yeah, supernatural shit. needs what to fucking fuck? hire me. Like, seriously. And they need to hire my buddy Austin. Shout out to Austin. He's, he's, he's my, he's been my best friend since... So pretty much the fourth grade, we grew up watching professional wrestling. Professional wrestling mm -hmm. was a part of what, you know, bonded between us. And I'm sure he's listening to this and watching this. So Austin, my man, shout out to you, man. I love you, my brother. So, and yeah, like I just remember that whole, that whole segment between Triple H and Randy, how epic it was because it personal and it, and it led to the point of breaking into someone's home. Mm -hmm. And of course, guys, of course, and it, but it it took effort. It takes right. effort. And like, guys, this was the most fucking, I mean, I'm sure there was effort put into this, but this was the most rookie shit I, I could ever, ever seen in my life. Yeah. Honestly, maybe, maybe at the pay-per-view, uh, maybe, maybe Jungle Boy can, uh, or, or either one of them can get buried alive. And like, uh, if you remember, like, uh, when Undertaker Christian, did, they had Christian that Cage shot of lightning Jungle come Boy down. In a buried alive match. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fuck man uh, i could see it now right but yeah, yeah guys aew needs to hire me because i've come up with more creative shit on this freaking podcast than tony khan has in the last freaking month two months shit even six, uh, the last nah, six months uh, yeah it, it's go i mean it's been really really bad here brian if you want to join, whole... join the creative team and help aw you're more than welcome <laughs> right. too because i'm sure uh, i'm sure you could produce some great shit as well because uh, clearly you freaking get this of course you know but um, you know, and of course, like I said, you know, you've, you've, you've seen it all, right? I, I, that's this guys, this, I always mention about Brian being on this platform because he's seen, you know, 
no pun intended for what you mentioned on Dax Hardwood's podcast, but the pinnacle, right, of professional yeah. wrestling. Like he he understands it, right? And and but and, and he's not going to lower his bar, guys, to what he has seen before that was great, that was awesome. You know, we just mm-hmm. want to chant this is awesome and just eat our fuck or eat our fucking or bowl of fruit loops or whatever or like a five star bangers bird. like it's just it's just ridiculous man so yeah so yeah so to uh so yeah brian uh your final thoughts before we get into this final ma- or not the final match but into our next match in the, in our number two i, I thought uh, much like you i guess going into this pay-per-view this was probably the second second best match or, or you know at least somewhat of a, a decent feud going on here but I don't know. You, you've completely lost me now. Like, I, why Jungle Boy has supernatural powers now, or, or some, or, or vaguely hinting at? I, I don't know, man. Like, oh, fucking make it stop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's, yeah, it's it's a mess and it's garbage. Absolutely yeah, fucking garbage. And it's a shame because I was I was high on this feud, and then in the snap mm-hmm. of a finger, Tony Khan can just change just change the direction like that. And that, and like you said, I mean, Christian Cage, you know, that, that first half built it up. It was great. It was great. It was great. Or, or if you want to say, you can't say that that, that was a bad promo. He did a, a good job. However, you know, fans, if you like it or not, whatever. But it just went from like up here to like throw on the brakes down here, like in, in a snap of a finger. Like, I don't know. Man. Well said. You're spot on. Absolutely spot on. Up next was Hook versus Matt Hardy for the FTW Championship. Match time, guys, was under five minutes. Ethan Page gets involved. He throws Hook into the post. Guys, I I guess the referee was just was just so distracted by something by maybe Matt Hardy's luscious locks or some shit. Guys, he's legit just. Or no, staring. I think yeah. No, well, I thought maybe I didn't see it. Maybe Did the I camera angle called it. I think like, Matt Hardy some... was trying to distract him. So was he trying to distract? Okay. Cause just yeah. like, I, cause all I just see is the referee just getting his back turned. And I'm just like, how is this dude distracted? Unless like he's holding <laughs> the referee down, like, Hey, like I'm hurt or something that that's the yeah. only thing I can think of. Cause I'm like, apparently the ref is just fucking distracted, I guess. I don't know. Um, so Stokely, um, he takes his, his arm cast off. He gives it to Ethan page. He hits page or hits, I'm sorry, hits uh, Hook over the head with it. Um, Hook kicks out of two. Apparently, again, I, I guess Matt Hardy's distracting the ref again. I, I, guys, I, I just don't understand how, again, the refereeing is so, it's like they're, they look, they look like a bunch of fucking idiots. Honestly, <laughs> they really do. Like, how are you getting that distracted by Matt Hardy in the fucking ring? And again, maybe there's just something I completely missed. I don't know. Um, but like, how are you that distracted over Matt Hardy of what's clearly going on of like clearly clear as day, Ethan page is, is throwing hook into the fucking post and he's hitting him with over with a fucking arm cast. Like, like guys, what the fuck? Yeah. It's just so odd. To, it just really is. And again, maybe I missed something. I, I don't know, but uh hook wins this match via submission. Um, Hardy taps out immediately, like not even like two seconds in the hold. He's just tapping out. I, I don't, I don't like he a, barely even had it on before know, that. That was confusing that was as like shit purpose, to me. If it was on purpose or something, I I, I don't I, guys. I don't know, man. I really yeah. don't know. So this now leads to the fact that Hook is going to face Stokely in a no DQ match <laughs> with the firm 
banned from from ringside I, is that at is that at revolution brian or is that like I, fuck, I, I don't even know I, if it's not a no if idea it's not a revolution if it's not a match on revolution guys then what the fuck was the point of this like this is supposed to be the build guys you're supposed does tony khan understand that this is a go-home show right the definition of a go-home show is to get people to, to a pay-per-view right is to get people wanting to tune in to the pay-per-view Mm -hmm. right that is your main goal tony khan you have now done the complete opposite you've gotten people not wanting to tune in at all and people want to figure want to try to figure out why aew revolution their ticket sales are down gee i wonder why brian you post about that on the facebook group not too long ago how yeah. ticket sales are going lower and lower and lower guys that's just a that's just a fact that's we're not just shitting on it just to shit on it that's just a fact it's the honest truth nobody wants to tune into this fucking pay-per-view because the build to the show fucking sucks sure um, does yeah uh this match um i'll say this i mean hook obviously young just getting started but man does he he really needs to learn how to sell because it it looked awful. If if you saw, because this is the, you know, Hook has been pretty much dominant in all of his matches. This is really the first time, which I'm fine. I, with, I can, by the way. I like well, yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with that too. But I think this is the first match where he's really, you know, where he was on the receiving end of some stuff. And man, it just looked like he just didn't know how to take it. Didn't know how, you know, it it just his selling was hot. It was horrible. Um. Again, the the ending of the match, like, yeah. I, I again, I don't know that it just adds to the the what the fuck nature about all this is like, Hook. If if he even had the the move the submission locked in, he had literally just got it hooked, you know, hooked in, and Matt Hardy is tapping like crazy. Like, it it was literally as soon as he locked it, bam, I'm tapping, and it was just like, what the hell was that? And then all of this to lead to a match against Stokely, uh, uh, a man, a manager, uh, uh, whatever. So, God, I don't know. You again, you have Hook, this guy who you kind of been building as a you know a, a dominant guy, right? You know, has this match where he he really looked bad. In, in a lot of different spots, um, again, on the receiving end of, of some offense. And now you're going to have him in a fight with a manager for, for what, the FTW title? Like, it, yeah, just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, man. It's it's stupid. It's, it's just really stupid. It's, it's <laughs> so baffling. Yeah, it's stupid. It is just, yeah. it's just, just stupid. And again, it's, it's rookie shit. It, it really yeah. Is. It really is. It's like, and, and I, and I, and I remember hook hook actually had a lot of momentum and actually rightfully so yep. he had a lot of momentum. People had the send hook shirts and all that shit mm -hmm. and nobody can give a shit nobody cares anymore because that's, cause that's this company in a nutshell. You know, yeah. they can kill your momentum in the snap of a freaking finger. So, and Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy guys, Matt guys, this is Matt fucking Hardy. And he's now gone from losing to pretty much a kid. Right, that's pretty much who he's facing. He's facing a fucking kid. Yeah, losing in under fifth in, in under five minutes. Well, there was another point in the match too that just looked. Uh, so Hook was over in the corner, and Hardy tried. You know, he's got him by the feet and tries to do one of those like pullouts. 
and Hook hangs on, and Matt Hardy just falls on his ass for, like, no reason. It, it just, again, it just, the sloppiness, the timing of it, it's, and it's not one wrestler, it's not one one aspect of it. It is, it is from the, the camera angles to the commentary to the wrestlers to the, just everything is, yeah. oh, man. At, at one time, like I said, this is, you know, go back to, mid 21 maybe late 21 going into early 22 you could have uh, again they weren't at the height of wwe but they were coming man like they were not far behind and they they had stars and they were trying to build shit and it was working and man it has just gone completely off the fucking rails and yeah i how do you get it back i don't know like ultimately how you get it back is you have to get a creative team in there or again, if there is one, it needs to be changed fucking yesterday. I mean, that's, that's it, man. Cause yeah, it's I like, you know, I, I really, again, when we started this, like in our initial, you know, podcast, I can remember saying like, look, I'm coming at this as an aspect of a fan. I understand what all these or to some degree I, I can empathize or, or whatever with, what they do, the the tolls they you know, that it takes on them mentally, physically, emotionally, and 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 I thank them and appreciate them for for providing that entertainment for us. Of course. But when they're given this shit, like I and again, I'm not really shitting on the the wrestlers here because they can only do what they're given, and and whatever Tony Khan decides that that is going on TV, well, that's what's going on TV. But God, it's. It's bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I said, and that's putting it nicely, guys. That's yeah. Really putting it nicely. Up next, we have Tony Storm versus Riho. Um, so, yeah, Riho from the. <laughs> Again, I, I forget that this woman, and listen, this is no shade to Riho. I forget that she's even a, a part of the fucking mm-hmm. company. I, I, I seriously, guys, that's, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not kidding. It's like, oh, Riho, I forgot that she even has a job. Um, she's facing yep. Tony Storm. Match time was under 10 minutes. Um, Storm. She goes right after Riho as the bell rings. Um, w, again, AEW just does that a lot. Like as soon as the bell rings, they just they just want to just beat the fuck out. And I like I like that again. But we talk about that with the lights going out. We talk about that with blood. Mm-hmm. Everything that AEW does to like to the highest degree of redundancy. It just gets to a point. It's like okay, we yeah. already know what's gonna freaking happen. It's just like you either gotta now do it very less or do it so often or just change shit up, man. Because it's like we know what it's 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 it tells it tells everything that we know what's going to happen in a match you know like as soon as the bell rings people are going to rush in and attack you know people are going to bleed you know people are going to do this they're going to do that it's so fucking predictable and that's the also the thing is too is like you know what this show is going to be and that's the that is the main problem with this entire company um so yeah so soraya is at ringside of course because they're attached to the hip at one another um like i said they're like the walmart version of uh of the nwo because they just love spray paint at least for the last couple of weeks they just love to use spray paint um as she she gets involved with a running knee to reho while the referee's not looking Britt baker and jamie Hayter come out um the crowd doesn't give a single fuck about this match. guys go back and w- watch the crowd they're not giving a shit nobody mm. you got like a handful of people clapping like oh <laughs> come on reho you can do it 
Come on, yeah. man. Come on. You got it. Oh, she just got kicked in the <laughs> The guys, like, it is the energy and the vibe and the electricity. Like, no, it was like a freaking, it was like a graveyard. Legit, mm-hmm. you might as well just cut the ring back. You might as well cut the segment back to Jungle Boy digging up a fucking grave from earlier. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So, Brit, uh, sh- um, so Tony Storm is mocking Brit, I guess, with her DMD little shtick and then she puts the cloverleaf submission on i guess that's the uh one of the submission holds that Britt baker uses uh brit gets involved she gets on the apron to distract storm and guys riho wins via the awe-inspiring roll-up for the victory the the, the roll-up was fucking botched it looked so freaking bad uh, tony storm guys legit just had to just sit on her fucking shoulders and just stay there like a turtle on his fucking shell she just literally guys she just stays there but guys this is why i can't stand the roll-up finish it doesn't if it's not like yes to a certain degree it helps but like if you're doing it all the fucking time it is so redundant and when you're not doing and when you don't do it properly you make it look so fucking ugly like it did last night where Riho is struggling to roll up tony in the in in you know number one and number two tony storm doesn't even fucking move she just stands she just lays there on her shoulders and then at the three count, she's just like, what? What happened? <laughs> like, guys, it's just like, oh, she, it's like, it's it's like Tony Storm was just like, whatever, just get this over with. Like, just just freaking roll me up. I'm just gonna lay on my shoulders. Just get the let's just get it the fuck over with. Guys, this that that was ugly. And the and the match was the match was actually decent. It was actually it was okay for what it was until freaking Brit showed up. Brit and Jamie Hayter show up. That's no shade to them. And then all just a bunch of weird chaotic bullshit started happening and then the roll-up that was botched um just looked absolutely horrible um just just yeah just an ugly freaking ending to a freaking match that was decent by the way yeah soraya and hater are brawling in the ring while i think Britt and tony storm were brawling yeah going to backstage or something soho gets in the ring Gets involved and the segment ends with all three women being held by security. And by the way, the security the security guards can't hold anybody back. They can't even hold fucking ninety five plus pound women, fucking back. Guys, the guys, legit. Go back and watch this. The security's trying to hold these women back, and they can't. Like, like there's like five, six, ten of these motherfuckers, including some referees, and they can't hold like a small, tiny little Ruby Soho back. Like. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Khan needs to hire some new fucking security. I don't fucking know. Guys, oh my lord. I, I mean, so th- again, that's your bill to your women's title match. So we're getting Soraya, Jamie Hayter, and Ruby Soho. Brian, uh, I'll, I'll have you start <laughs> this, man. Go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, as, as far as the match itself goes up until the ending, I mean, granted, you only had, what, maybe three or four matches on this show, but... I mean, by far, it was the best match of the night um, up until that roll-up. And yeah. again, like arguably, Riho, Riho might be the smallest wrestler in wrestling right now. Or the, I mean, I dare to say she might be under 100 pounds. Like, it would not shock me if she's under 100 pounds. Um, and again, you, you it, it, it's, it's a... <laughs> It's almost like a sickness that has just invaded all of wrestling where let's get the smallest motherfucker possible to do a roll up on somebody that, you know, they have no business doing a roll up one or that could hold them down for For an extended period of time. Yeah. (laughs) But it's done over and over again. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a, a shit ending to a, a pretty pretty good match. Um, <clears throat> obviously, that let just leads into to brawls after the match, and um, yeah, going into the pay per view, I, I legit have no no idea where this is going to go. I mean, I I could again, given especially given the way you know everything has been booked, I have no idea who's going to win this match. Um, <laughs> I could see it going all three ways. Uh, so, I mean, I guess that I do have a little bit of intrigue from that aspect of it, just because I legit have no idea. There's there's no clear person who's who's coming out on top here. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's it is what it is. Um, you know, I, I kind I do like Soho, not really. Uh, choosing, you know, she she took a shot at at Soraya and um, Hater. So, you know, I do like the aspect that it, it seems like there's, you know, three women all in there for themselves. Not there's there's no like two against one, you know, going on there. But yeah, we'll we'll see who who comes out champion on Sunday. Yeah, and guys, like, like what like what does this do for for Riho? Like, does she just go back to fucking obscurity, like in the back, and just back to fucking care? Okay, she wins the match. That's great. But like, you're involved. Tony Storm is a, is involved in whatever the fuck this circus is, right? Mm-hmm. That's what she's involved in. Like, wh- right. whatever this feud, whatever this circus sh- like schmaz is, right? So again, people in the back, EVPs, Tony Khan, whoever the fuck is back there approving this shit, thought it was a good idea to have Tony Storm just lay there on her fucking shoulders and get rolled up for fucking three seconds by, like you said it, Brian, that's probably the smallest fucking wrestler I've ever seen in my fucking life. <laughs> right. People are approving this. Yeah. What does this do for Tony Storm besides yeah. making her look like a fucking schmuck, a fucking idiot? Yeah. Like, a, like my God, it pisses me off to no freaking end. And this is your build. Again, guys, this is your fucking build. Is this mm-hmm. not getting you excited now? And to get you even more excited, you get all three women just brawling out. They got to, like, security's got to hold them back. And now you're <laughs> this excited. Yeah, like, we haven't seen that from Wardlow and Samoa Joe earlier in the night. Like, you haven't been seeing that. Like, you, like you're not going to see that again. From Like, we haven't seen that from MJF and Brian Danielson in the past. You pretty much have seen it from every single fucking storyline because – the creativity in Tony Khan and AEW is the size of my fucking pinky finger. So, yeah, yeah it's just ridiculous, and it's not even worth even mentioning my time. <clears throat> it's not even worth wasting my breath anymore. So, we move on. Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes are naturally limitless. Fuck. God. Oh, Guys, man. What? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> And, and like, what is, is this just a thing they're doing with Keith Lee? Like, just just take him, this, put so him fun, with anybody, yeah. and and just combine their names, and that's your tag, or, or combine, you know, the natural Dustin Rhodes, you know? Yeah. It's like, and, oh, let, and, let me let me see who I have in the back it, that's collecting dust, right? Like, like I mentioned before, like Tony Khan has his all of this this his his shipload of of wrestlers. Let me see who I still have on this roster. <laughs> oh, I still have Keith Lee. Oh, he hasn't been on Dynamite. Okay. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, the Dustin Rhodes. That's right. Is this his last year of wrestling? I could use him. Um, shit. I don't have anything for them. Okay. Naturally limitless. That's it. <laughs> right. Uh, it's like, oh yeah. So yeah. Let me throw them. 
I was like, okay, let me just throw them together because I do that with pretty much everybody on my yeah. roster. Uh, what should I, what should I call them? Uh, natural. Okay. He's called the natural and then limitless, uh, naturally limitless. What the <laughs> guys, a toddler can write this shit better what was what was the uh what was the tag before you know who was keith lee before what was the name called swerve in our glory swerve in our glory Strickland. yeah because they're yeah. dealing with the mon whatever the fuck the new name is with that that swerves a part of the affiliates Mongol yeah. affiliates whatever the guys uh, like this this doesn't it's not even worth my time neither brian it's not even worth your time either man like what, no, and, this is what you bring keith lee back for Right, like you, you have him return on fucking rampage. That's bad enough. Now you have this fucking guy return attached to Dustin Rhodes, who he stated that this is probably his last year that he's gonna, uh, you know, be a part of professional wrestling as a competitor, right? Mm -hmm. So why not start to get some creative shit going for him? No, instead, let me just randomly throw them together because what they have a familiar foe and Swerve Strickland and his fucking affiliates. That, that you just throw at Ruck and Rampage and you expect us to give a shit about? Well, that's the thing. Oh and even, God. yeah, just this little promo was was to set up a match again on Rampage. And that's the only thing I have is why is Keith Lee not on Dynamite? Yeah, there's, you oh, know? Oh, there, and there he is for, for yeah, 30, on Rampage. For, for 30 yeah. seconds. Now that they're no naturally limitless. Give me yeah. a fucking break. Up next, guys, is uh, the Revolution Tag Team Battle Royal. Yeah, like this is to determine the... Uh, the fourth tag team in the in a fatal four way match for the eight for the AW tag titles not not two on not not two on two right not not two on two but it's fatal four you got two on two on two on two <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ you had so the Dark Order comes out first they get attacked by the BCC Brian I, I apparently the bit the Blackpool Combat Club is just fucking heels because they just that they yeah. attack. The, the the dark order from behind so i guess they're just heels is mox now a heel so there's your heel turn it's you know instead of making a heel turn fucking special let's just do it at the drop of a dime in the blink of an eye and expect people to understand that they're fucking heels yeah that 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 really doesn't confuse your audience yeah that that's a great way to build fucking blackpool combat club bunch of rookie fucking bullshit yep. um so they attack him at the rampway before commercial break apparently there was a countdown in this fucking in this in this battle royal like it's the royal rumble, it's the royal rumble oh, five, tag team four three who's gonna come out like is this the fucking royal rumble is this is this the month of january again brian like what in right. the fuck are we doing it's yeah. just it is the mo it is so odd and it's just like you have another tag team here comes another tag team Tag teams are competing in this battle royal from the battle royal they competed in fucking last week yeah like that, top flight jas uh, I, I was thinking there was a, a total of uh, what eight teams. Uh, I think five of them were teams from last week. Yeah, yeah. And, and now, so, and, and yeah, and those those same teams are here this week. It's like, guys, this is this is your tag division, guys. You're just instead of having something creative for all of these tag teams, let's just throw every fucking team in the middle of the ring and have each other throw over the top rope because Tony Khan has no fucking creativity in his fucking body and mm -hmm. has and has just that fucking clueless um so yeah i i mean so it comes down to orange cassidy and danhausen like you mentioned earlier brian about danhausen and, and orange cassidy against the butcher and the blade 
So you would think, right, the best friends who are pretty much a faction, right, you would think that they would belong in the trios division, right? I said this about the women's tag division, right? If you're going to make a women's tag division, regardless of how we feel about it, because I'm sure we, we feel the same way about the trios division, right? It's like, oh, mm-hmm. who the fuck? Because, again, I want to be fair here, guys. I want to be fair. Like, look, if you're going to build a trios division, I'm like, okay, make me care. Make me get invested. Build a right. division that's, that's actually – that that's worth watching right and you have you know factions maybe like the firm that could be involved in there you know you have the best friends the house of black the elite you have death triangle all of these other fa- but no you have the faction getting the title opportunity for not trios titles but for tag team titles like the orange cassidy and danhausen are like actually a legit fucking tag team not the butcher and the fucking blade that have the entrance they have the fucking look they have the music they have like i said the theme song everything about them is a a a really or could be if you book them correctly tony khan a really good tag team but no let's give it to fucking orange cassidy because we haven't seen enough of fucking orange cassidy or danhausen for that matter and put them in this fucking title match because we need to see every single fucking tag team in this freaking tag match because we fucked up by giving the titles to the freaking guns and now we all and we haven't done anything else for this for this tag division so let's throw let's throw them a bone by giving them tag title opportunities yeah like uh, it's just you know again but oh but i'm but but we're the assholes right but we're (laughs) we're, we're assholes we're schmucks you know but but at the end of the day guys we're being honest and we're calling out the bullshit that was this freaking battle royal because that's what it was in a nutshell guys it was bullshit you guessed it guys orange cassidy and danhausen they win this freaking battle royal and what did you think, Brian, that happens after this match? What do you think happened post-match, Brian? Just just let, let, let me hear it. What, what do you think happens? What, you what know what? Think? I, I, I'm, I'm being 100% honest here. I, as soon as, as the Butcher and the Blade were eliminated, I fucking walked away. I legitimately... Because <laughs> I, I can't... That is everything you need to know, everybody. So, Brian, yeah. Brian was that disgusted about this battle royal. He can't watch anymore because he's seen enough. <laughs> Just yeah. like I'm sure a lot of, of wrestling fans have seen enough. They don't even want to get to the freaking main event segment. I, I, I mean, and, but yes, Brian, what happens, of course, all of the tag teams that are involved in this freaking match this Sunday uh, go out there yeah. in the freaking brawl. The acclaimed is the one that's left standing tall. And that's your segment. A bunch gotcha. of redundant fucking bullshit that we've seen in every single feud, every single week. And again, guys, this is your go-home show. And they expect us to get invested into this pay-per-view while they haven't done jack shit. The floor is yours, Brian. I uh, yeah, really, really didn't take any any notes on this. Um, because uh, the whole the whole thing from the jump is is just ridiculous. Um again, I as I touched on earlier, like <laughs> you just make Danhausen and Orange Cassidy a team in here because apparently. The best friends are still hurt from last week, but Orange Cassidy isn't hurt from 20 minutes ago. So you throw him them in there, and they they fucking win. They they like look at, at the pay per view. If the belts don't go back on the acclaimed, then Jesus Christ, there's no there's no reason to watch like to give two shits about the tag titles. 
they have to go back on the acclaimed. Um, and that just takes I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Because now we right. the guns just won it, and it goes back to the acclaimed, goes back to this person, that person, that person. It's just like, just it's, it's no better than the 24-7, the TNT title at this freaking Yeah. This prestige of these titles outside of the world championship doesn't fucking matter. Nothing matters. And so, so yeah. yeah, and so that that match you're you're gonna get right where the young the, the guns are are a heel tag, lethal and Jared will be a heel tag, and then you got the acclaimed over there, and then you got Cassidy and and Danhausen, and again this is for your your tag titles. I, I I appreciate comedy and wrestling at times when it's when it's warranted. Absolutely, yeah. But I mean, what the fuck? I mean, Danhausen's going to be casting spells on motherfuckers out there to when that like Jesus Christ, man, give me a break. Yeah, it's fucking. It's stupid. It just Tony yeah. Khan has lost his fucking gore. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's like I, I guys like like you like you mentioned this earlier brian i don't know if he's if he's if he's if this dude is smoking that crack cocaine or if he's on that if he's on that good stuff i don't know if he's smoking or if he's drinking that white lightning that maybe brock lesnar <laughs> maybe fucking gave. i don't know right? what this dude's on because this dude has lost his fucking mind he really it's, has guys it's, and, and, it's garbage and when you break and when you when, when we break down these the, the these shows like we've been doing week after week after week and it feels like we're just wasting our breath because of how bad these shows have been for months now it's just like you understand <laughs> where we're coming from and it's yep. just it's it's and it's sad because this company is just it has you know it has so we always say this Brian the potential is is through the roof. Sure. All of these talent, like Eddie Kingston, Lance Archer. By the way, Lance Archer finally came back, and he's on Rampage, and and of course on Dynamite, not a fucking peep, not mm-hmm. nothing, not not even not even a thirty second vignette or something that House of Black and freaking Eddie Kingston get. Not even that, guys. Yep. Lance Archer. Think about it. How epic the this murder this heart monster. Is. I mean, yeah. Lance Archer, big freaking Lance Archer, right? And Jake the Snake Roberts by his side. Do you know how badass that fucking sounds? But no, that was Let's that was it. Really was fucking rampage, and not even mention them on fucking dynamite because no, we need we need all the gymnastic type fucking athletes. And I don't even know is is Jake even right? with yeah. AEW right now? Jake Roberts he was on is... ramp. He was on rampage. Oh, he was okay. Yeah, okay, was, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was on rampage. He was by side Lance Archer. So yeah, okay. So. Yeah, Brian, before we get into this final segment, uh, your thoughts about this whole freaking tag division spiel before we get into this main event. I, I just, I, I don't care. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, acclaimed, got to win the titles. Uh, hopefully they can try to try to get some of that momentum back. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, put the titles back on them. See where you go after Rampage and trying to build a, a tag division and 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 feuds and storylines. But uh, yeah, the, the the two of the four. Well, first of all, it should just be a tag match to begin with. But the other two teams, you know, Jarrett and Lethal and Danhausen and Cassidy, it don't even make sense to fucking be in there. Like so, Jesus, it's so out of place. Yes. Everybody is so out of place. It's so redundant. It's stale. It's it's it, it's rookie shit. Like I keep mentioning in the show. I swear to God, and I could see I can see Tony Khan doing this if they make Danhausen and Cassidy the tag champs, and Cassidy's the the whatever the the All Atlantic champ. 
So he's holding two belts now. Look, Orange Cassidy has his place in wrestling. I, you know, I I do like his shtick sometimes, but holding two fucking belts in the company with no no fucking way. Like no, that's just that's what yeah. what are the that's that's bad for fucking business. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you notice too, like before we get into this segment, we'll we'll get into this shortly. But you notice how like again factions are like competing for it's like it's ha- it's it's backwards. You have fat you have people that are involved in factions going after tag titles. And right. You have people in 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 your tag division going after trios titles. Right. I, I don't I, know, man. Yep. Fucking ass backwards. That's AW, <laughs> isn't it? It sure is. Main event segment. This was Brian Danielson. He hits the ring with Renee Paquette. Danielson just talks. He gets he gets very emotional. He it's very heart to heart with with the crowd. Saying, you know, he talks about how seven years he was forced to retire. Um, and he made a quote about that promo when he did force to retire. Remember in WWE, it was like, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you or something along mm-hmm. those lines. Um, I've even stated that a lot of times. Even That's actually, that's a quote that's honestly, that's kept near and dear to me uh, growing yeah. up. So I actually, that 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 promo, looking back at it, definitely brought back memories for sure. So I'm glad Danielson, um, again, just a tremendous promo from Danielson throughout. Um, and we'll get to more of this segment as we get as we get through this here, but. Um, so right away after Danielson says that MJF's music hits and before MJF can say anything, he tells the, tells the music, uh, people in the back to cut the music. He's like, cut it, cut it. And then Danielson's like, dude, shut up. Just stop talking and shut up. Um, and he's like, and he calls out MJF for just all of his shortcuts and how he's done nothing to earn or fight for anything. He's like, the only thing that you deserved was your fiance leaving you. <laughs> um, and yeah, and he's like, listen, you were born and now Daniel and now MGF's really getting pissed. He's like marching to the ring. He's hesitant to get into the ring, though. Um, he's like, listen, you were born with a silver spoon while I've been fighting depression, poverty, injuries, retirement, he even mentions the authority. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. his whole and pretty much everything and all of that, the above, you know, his whole life. Um, you know, he's like, MJF, he's like, listen, you better be ready for 60 full minutes at Revolution because if you're not, there's a long pause. You will get your fucking head kicked in. Guys, I'm not kidding. He li- literally j- legitimately says your fucking head kicked in. Le- like no, like legit with like, F word and all like uncensored. Um, and yeah, MJF is just lost for words. He kind of, they kind of have a weird stare down from the ring to the, again, tremendous line. Danielson, the way he said it, it was pretty freaking epic. Um, again, it's, it's Brian Danielson whenever, and I like that angle of Danielson of like, cause that's who Brian Danielson pretty is. That's how he yeah. got over in WWE being the underdog, having to fight for everything. Um, because that's just, that's just who he is. You know, he wants right. to earn and fight for everything. And, and that's, I think what, what can make this feud so special because MJF is the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, MJF, he just walks off and then Danielson just stands tall. And that was it. Dynamite just goes off the air. So, um, Brian, I'll have you start this and then I'll and then I'll close it off. Your thoughts with this this main event segment. I can't really say a whole lot about it. I mean, it, it was to me. I mean, Danielson, that was an awesome promo. Um, definitely the highlight of the night. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, after him cutting that promo, uh I'm leaning towards I, I I think Danielson Danielson might get the title. Um, you know, I, I would have liked 
so we all we always hear from MJF, right? And of course, it, it's it's one of those things like he's he's on the level of a of a rock and stone cold as far as like on the mic, and you just you want to hear more and more and more. But sometimes less is more, right? It keeps you it keeps you wanting more. Absolutely. And yeah. so the fact that he didn't speak last night, um, <clears throat> again, of course, we all want to hear him speak, but we have for the last month. So you know, this was Danielson's kind of turn to really. I mean, he's cut a, a few, a couple promos here, but this one was a really, really good one. Um, yeah, that I mean that the this match at Revolution, other than maybe the Cage and and Jack Perry match, is really the only thing I, I'm interested in. Um, and frankly, other you know, again, other than the the Jungle Boy or, or Jack Perry and Cage, the only one I really have faith that's going to deliver. You know. So I don't know. We'll we'll see where it goes. But uh, yeah, just I don't know. After, after you know, I, I've always I've been on on the side of like you can't take the belt off MJF right now. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can see I can see Danielson getting the getting the belt there. No, nothing nothing shocks me of of what this company would do. Uh, yeah. Forward, but so to close this out. Um, I'm actually just shocked that they decided to end a segment like this on the show. I'm, I'm actually shocked. <laughs> and I actually, you know, that, that there, there's your positive. There's your, I'm shocked that they actually ended with actually, uh, with, with your, with your world champion, with your world championship segment. I mean, how many times guys, like, again, this is the world, this is your world heavyweight championship. This should be mm -hmm. either starting your show or ending your fucking show. It should not be in the middle of your fucking dynamite. And, and, and then you're giving you're you're giving the main event spotlight to people like freaking uh, to people like hangman page and freaking orange cassidy and whatever the fuck yeah and so so that itself i'll give praise to because you know finally <laughs> you don't end the show with just a freaking great match and and we just go off the air like we've seen ten thousand freaking times so look so i so I, i'm shocked in that aspect so um, and I'll get to your point about, you know, who should go over in this match in just a second, of course, in their 60 man Iron Man match um, at Revolution. For what this segment was, definitely no doubt a tremendous promo cut from Brian Danielson. Again, we shouldn't be shocked because, again, this, these types of promos of what we loved about Brian Danielson being that underdog, that baby face mm -hmm. type of underdog that everyone can get behind, right? Um, and that's what people like, you know, even jungle boy right even for his size you know that's why brian you know we always talk about people in their size like i honestly think it's bullshit because you know you see someone like danielson that can get over you know you see someone like oh, yeah. you know, like chad gable we talked about on monday night raw can get Ray mysterio over tommaso champa right yep. over his work in nxt so and it's just like and i understand that that's what maybe some people want they they want that stature of size but at the end of the day guys i don't give a shit what your height is right and i know like we talk about carbon copy but as long as you're not like we again going back to people like like carbon copies of one another like you know talking about the Takeshkas and the and the action andretti's right and and i understand you know where people are coming from in regards to like okay you know you're just you're way too small it's like dude it's like you're just an average joe schmo you know you're not like his you know you know brian you know this better than i do you know people like freaking you know big daddy cool diesel right kevin nash like and how and freaking 
legit um you know scott hall right and hulk hogan how like as a kid you would just look up if you were to meet them you're just like holy shit like legit larger than life oh right? yeah then you yep. have today's wrestlers who are just maybe hardly even five foot eleven and, and arguably know, the best ever Shawn michaels like your average typical sh like yeah your person right so yep. i get from that aspect but at the same time if you can be that captivating if you could be that good at what you do mm -hmm. then to me it really doesn't matter but if you're a guy like Takeshka, like an action andretti like an ar fox then that's a different story so that's just my whole take about it because i know a lot of people have that type of take when it comes to size and all that but going back to this this segment um but yeah, a tremendous, tremendous promo from, from Danielson. Like I said, this, these are the types of promos that really get him over and get him connected with the crowd. Mm -hmm. My only problem is, is that, and I said this last week, it's like these types of segments is what should have been done since day one, a month ago. Yeah. But instead you do this dumb shit of where Brian Danielson has to freaking fight wrestler after wrestler after wrestler after wrestler and then all of a sudden you're like oh shit we have two more weeks left and in the last two to three weeks brian with christopher daniels uh even last uh, chris or i think it was like what two weeks ago then last Thanks, week you yeah. had um that whole exchange back and forth where you know brian uh, mjf's getting personal calling out uh uh, uh birdie you know her uh I think yeah. Yeah, her daughter or his daughter brian danielson's daughter or whatever um and then and then this week which was good but again to go off the air it's like it was, a little a little too too little too late very underwhelmed you know? yeah and it was yeah too little too late right like these are the segments that shouldn't be on your go home show these should be these should be segments that should have been done at the start of the fucking feud and right. and now and because that's what i mean and because of that the ending of this segment was just very underwhelming because all mjf does is just he tucks his tail in between his legs and he just walks to the back and then right that's that's your build there's your build and now you have a revolution for this coming sunday so um so look decent segment it was just out of place because this should have been done months ago prior going up like months ago prior going into this pay-per-view mm -hmm. so again i and again there there's your praise guys that this was a actually a decent segment but again the only negative about it is that it was out of place and the fact that they and they've botched it hard um and and this is honestly brian the only thing outside of this of this feud is the only thing that's that that's relevant in this fucking company yeah and and it's and it's it, and it's just, it's really a damn shame and i mentioned this at the top of the show and i'm going to say this to end the show this is legit the worst fucking build i have ever seen towards a wrestling pay-per-view and guys, that I'm I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that because it's my opinion. It is the legit truth. Maybe there's some WWE pay-per-views who are just as bad that maybe I'm forgetting. But and and, and trust me, there's been a lot of build with WWE pay-per-views that are just as bad. Like I don't want to come across like you know WWE hasn't done sure. the same thing in the last ten years. But for AEW, man, at least just just in regards to just AEW, this has been their worst fucking build to a pay-per-view. Yeah. Since since they started four years ago, guys, that that's a legit fact. No and question. Guys, yep. And the proof is in the pudding because the t they nobody wants to come to the show. There's prop the pay per view buys. I bet you are going to be non fucking existent. Maybe outside. Maybe they want to buy the pay per view just to watch the main event. Um, that's what yeah. I'm. I'm still again, you know, huge wrestling fan. Obviously, do you know what it is? It 
do you know how much it costs? Is it fifty five? Probably like fifty or sixty dollars. Sixty bucks, like and so and I'm like, just. Guys, and, and here's the thing, guys. Like, are you really gonna spend your hard earned money after what <laughs> you've seen for fucking months? You're really right. telling me you're gonna spend money on this shit? Like, be honest. Like, I, I, like I said, uh, guys, save your. <laughs> I said this weeks ago, Brian. Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago. Save your fucking money, guys. Yeah. Go spend it on, you know you know, go spend like a gift for your girlfriend or something. Go spend it on like freaking like DoorDash and Uber Eats. Go spend it on a new pair of fucking shoes. Yeah. Something other than this, than this fucking pay-per-view because they are not giving you the time of day. They're not giving you a reason to buy yep. this pay-per-view. Maybe, maybe outside of the main event, which is Danielson and MJF. But I can't, I can't justify spending 60 bucks just for that. Like I'll catch the highlights, bro. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, nope. exactly. Nope. And exactly. And it's a shame because, you know, we always talked about, you know, not just wanting to tune in. It's needing it's it, you need to tune in yeah. to the show and AEW for months and months has not given you a reason to not just tune into their pay-per-views, Brian, but to their weekly shows. Yeah. If they keep this up, it is just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Like I mentioned, guys, the worst build to an AEW pay-per-view show since they started four years ago. That is not an opinion. That is a fact. Yeah. Guys, thank you guys so much for tuning in to episode number 25. This was our AEW Dynamite review show for March 1st, 2023. Make sure you guys tune in for Monday. This will be our first AEW pay-per-view review. Um, of course, after the comments I just made, it's going to be the first AEW pay-per-view review. Uh, Freaking, you know, I guess no uh, kind of ironic there, I guess, but I don't know. But that'll be on Monday, the good and the bad and the ugly. You guys know how we do things, and we're going to dissect it, and we're going to have fun doing it as well. So make sure you guys tune in for that, and, of course, we'll keep people updated. And, of course, guys, make sure you guys tune in for next episode, which is episode 26, is now our sh gears have been shifted for now. Uh, before our AEW Revolution review, back over to WWE and the road to WrestleMania as we will be reviewing uh, uh, Friday Night SmackDown and the build towards uh, towards WrestleMania, which is going to be, I believe, less than a month now, right, Brian? I want to say somewhere around there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, hey, you know, maybe a, maybe much like Rick Boogs, maybe Tony Khan should uh, start taking notes on Friday because that's <laughs> that's. Oh I my mean, God, it's so funny you said. I could see like Tony, like Tony Khan and Rick Boogs are booging out and they're taking off booging. Because <laughs> oh, I mean, that it's just, that just made my day. That just made the whole review right there. That's so funny the, you mentioned that, Brian. That's the so SmackDown funny. this Friday and then going into to Raw on Monday in Boston. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're they're pretty at least on paper, pretty packed shows. So, you know, should be a lot of good shit to review. And uh, yeah, man, um, <laughs> again, I mean, you want to talk about build for pay-per-views and you can look at one company and see how to fucking do it and look at the other one and just the total disaster that it is. Um, so yeah, man. <laughs> well said, well said. And yeah, definitely. There's a lot of content uh, to, uh, to give out to you guys as we are not, not just only going, uh, we're on the road to WrestleMania as we're getting closer and closer, but of course for AEW revolution. So a lot of content coming out for you guys as well. And of course, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, Brian, with the Monday night raw review, which will be next Tuesday as uh WWE is really packing that show. So that's going to yeah. be an interesting show and also an interesting review as well. So make sure you guys stay tuned with all of that. And thank you guys for tuning into today's episode. Uh, my name is James Porcelli. 
I'm Brian Thomas. And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.